2: You are listening to the flagship
1: podcast with your host, Joe Lanza. It's hard to be humble when you're from Arkansas. Which was funny on many levels, because why would you be proud of being from Arkansas? That's number one. Arkansas is yeah, no a terrible place. And Rich Crage. Like this all started because someone liked a tweet uh, and got annoyed about everybody it. Everybody log off.
2: <laughs> Throw your phones in the body of water closest to you. Stop. This is all terrible. I hate it all.
1: Yeah, it's all so dumb.
2: And we are live here on the Flagship Podcast. I am Rich Krejci. He is Joe Lanza. Joe, what's happening? How are you? I'm <laughs> doing well, doing well. You alright? Yeah. Well,
1: I gave you a little clap, you
2: know. Oh, I didn't hear the clap. Oh, I didn't right? hear the clap. I just heard the, eh. you know. I gave was, a clap. Well, without the clap, yeah, it did seem like you were down in the dumps. But, okay, if, if there wasn't indeed a clap, then that that changes everything, so.
1: There was a clap. Okay. I tape. didn't hear the clap.
2: It's like the burp. It's like burp gate. I didn't hear the clap, so I don't know.
1: I mean, I definitely clapped.
2: <laughs> we'll have to see if the listeners we will see what the uh, the no Dope chat room over at flagshippatreon.com if they heard the clap. I, I didn't hear a clap, so I'm sorry for uh, for insinuating that you may not have been in a good mood uh, because the clap would have changed everything. But uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. Something I wanted to touch base with you, Joe. This was a topic that we had a, a, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, maybe a, a couple of months ago at this point, uh, but n- I, I was gone and then last week we were busy and I didn't have a chance to to, to tell you about this. But uh, remember our discussion about ptarmigans a couple weeks ago. You recall when you were making fun of craft beer uh, and mentioning that, you know, ptarmigans would be on these dumb dopey craft beer cans and stuff. And it'd be some dumb beer with some ptarmigan on it or whatever. Right. You, you recall the conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah, I said ptarmigans are a dumb bird that <laughs> you would put on a craft beer can or something.
2: Yeah, right, right. So now I had never, and I, and, and earnestly, I had never heard of ptarmigans before that point. Like, like never have I. Like, I'm sure I, I, I probably have encountered the word before. I've probably seen a picture of them before or whatever. But like to me, I, I, when, when you said tarmigan, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? I'd never heard of ptarmigans ever in my life. What the hell bird are you talking about? What the hell is a ptarmigan? Looked it up. Oh, it kind of looks like a dove. Okay, whatever. And then ptarmigan left my brain to what I thought never to return to my brain ever again, Joe. That was not the case, though. Because guess where there's a shit ton of ptarmigans quite literally everywhere? Alaska. Mm. There were at the airport. I get off in the airport and there's a stuffed ptarmigan right like right out of the gate. There's a stuffed bear next to a stuffed ptarmigan. And I'm like, huh. Alright, Joe's right, this is a real bird. And then I proceeded for the next week to be like bombarded with ptarmigans. There was ptarmigan campgrounds, ptarmigan creeks, uh, ptarmigan... I, I were driving on the road, and I, I, I'm I, seconds away, inches away from running over an entire gaggle. I, what, what would you call a group of ptarmigans? I don't know. I don't know why I would ask you that you would know. There's a bunch of ptarmigans crossing the street. I, I have to guessing... slam on the brakes to s- not kill all these ptarmigans.
1: I'm guessing it would be a flock, a flock of ptarmigans.
2: of tarmigans. It is, okay. It is
1: a bird, right? Uh, correct, yes. Yeah, so it's is- also it's also one of these dumb words where it starts with P. Yes. But you don't pronounce the P. It's not ptarmigan. <laughs> it's ptarmigan. It's like, it should either be ptarmigan or we should just get rid of the P. Like, what harm would be done if we just go greed as a group? As people who speak English, to just drop the p. Yeah, we're not doing Why the p thing. Why keep the pee around?
2: We're not doing the p thing anymore. Yeah. Um, just
1: get rid of
0: it.
2: Anyway, you make it to So you. someone in the, note of the chat room says, congregation. I don't know if that's actually true. Or they're just coming up with names for these. Because every animal is a little different. Because like you said, they're a bird. That doesn't necessarily mean they're a flock. Because I think, uh, isn't it a gaggle of geese? It's very strange. The, the, if you ever want to, like, get it's into a... a, a
1: geese? Uh, no. No.
2: I think it's, it's a gaggle. I think it's a gaggle of of, of geese.
1: I think it should be a flock.
2: Um, <laughs> I, I don't disagree. I'm just telling you what it is. And and uh, if you ever want to go down a wormhole, it's it's what are groups of animals called? Uh, it's very fun. It's a very fun game to play with the kids if you ever want to uh, you know, you're bored and, and want to play the game. So. You'll be wrong 95% re- of the time.
1: Do you remember flock of seagulls? I do remember, do remember flock of seagulls? of seagulls.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: New Wave band. I remember
2: that. <laughs> okay. I've recently jumped it- into the, the SiriusXM first wave channel. I like that channel. It's a good Yes, it's a good channel. A yeah, good little channel. I like to, channel. I have like one, you know, we've talked about this before, but, um, you know, I have, I have an, a, a pretty, a pretty big rotation of, of, you know, SiriusXM channels or whatever, but I always keep one open for like a new music channel that I will, I'll move over. Like it's been fifties before it's been first wave. It's, it, it changes. It's like, you know, whatever that mood is for a month or two. I listen to whatever that station is, and then I, you know, then I'll, I'll say, okay, well now it's time for seventies on seven, or okay now it's time for you know the Garth channel for a, a month or two or whatever, just to see what's going on. Like you kind you know, it, it, it's a it's a fun little challenge to find a channel for that series and, and see how long you stick with it.
1: Yeah, until you get tired of it. Yeah, yeah. Until you're like. Oh, this music stinks! (laughs) Right, like I'm gonna hate
2: First Waves. Like I have like the I think all this music is good, and that's all my channels. And then I have the Ah, maybe I do like 50s music. And then within like two weeks, I'm like, Nah, I'm good. I don't really like 50s music. I'm gonna move on. But uh, it's fun for those two weeks to discover some new stuff.
1: Do you enjoy the flock of seagulls hit (laughs) Iran?
2: I ran the very uh... yes. I have I have heard of Iran and uh... yeah. Do I enjoy it? Not I don't know cl- if I enjoy it. I, I, it's fine. It's it's fine. Big hit. That one doesn't get you going, huh? Nah, I guess I don't okay. like first wave that much, to be honest. I'm trying. There's there's some stuff. I, I ran like parent yeah.
1: I I I ran parentheses so far away. Yes. Closing yes, of course. That of course. that big hit. You know what I'm talking about. I, I do, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh it finished very high on the charts uh <laughs> in its day. You know, that was uh let me look this up. This had to be a top ten U.S. single. Oh, right? it had to be. Had to be. Uh, had to be. It reached number nine on the Billboard Hot 100. That's it. How about that? Hmm. Top ten. I think I
2: figured number it would be one a little in Australia. Now those Australia, they know what they're
1: well, doing. Yeah, it was number one in Australia. You know who didn't like Iran parentheses so far away? The UK. It only reached number
2: forty-three. Ah, uh, see, they they have bad taste anyway. So. It's-
1: Forty-three, it man, it's not even chart like forty-three. <laughs> like, care, yeah. what's the number forty-three Billboard song right now? Probably something we never heard of, right? Uh, so oh, yeah, no like, doubt, no doubt. I mean, number one might be something I never heard.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say these days, I, I, uh, I'll have to, I'll have to back out of any kind of current music discussions. Uh, other than, other than Dua Lipa, that's about the it's only even, current music I enjoy. So,
1: it's probably some mumble rap song or something. <laughs> somebody going on about. Someone going on and on about Xanax or something. It's um, probably what
2: it I do is. is that still going on? Um, I don't know if that's still going on, but uh, I'm sure it is.
1: They don't do mumble rap that's uh, not big anymore. The
2: mumble rap. I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. So it's probably a, a face a, tattoos. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the, I think that heyday is is I think I think it's 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 on the downswing. That but I, I can't I cannot confirm nor deny that exactly. It's probably some some song that people are dancing to on TikTok. So uh, that's the number one hit now. But that you have also I have to heard change of,
1: up so. my references. I. I can't just talk. Nah, about Nah, I think you can stick with it.
2: I think you could stick with it because once you get to a certain age, like you just kind of get, you, you become a stick in the mud. You know what I mean? Oh. So, no, I don't want you to. Yeah, I'm just no. I'm there. I'm there now too. I'm there now too. I'm not throwing you under the bus at all. I'm just saying.
1: I keep up. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they don't do the mumble rap anymore. That's not a thing. SoundCloud rappers aren't a thing. Anymore. Yeah, I don't
2: know. Yeah. I, again, wrong person asked. Let's see what the Billboard Hot 100 is right now. Uh. Well. Depends what you define Jack Harlow as. He's pretty close to Mumble Rap. He's pretty close to SoundCloud Rap. But uh, yeah, maybe. maybe it's. A... And then you have As It Was by Harry Styles. That's number two. Here's and the thing. Heat Waves by Glass Animals, number three. So there you go.
1: I'd have to hear the songs. I'm never going to know
2: no, got the,
1: art, the artist or the title. Um, but if I hear the songs, I probably know the songs. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, because you, you stay up but, um, on it. Yeah, you know, the wife keeps you keeps you honest. Right?
1: I yes, I hear the songs because my wife plays the songs. But that doesn't mean I know like I couldn't pick Jack Harlow out of a lineup.
2: Right, but you've but heard I, Jack Harlow for sure. You just have no exactly. idea what you have. Yeah.
1: I probably have have had his songs in my head and I'm like humming along because I hear him so but I don't like I don't know the titles. Couldn't tell you. You know what I mean? So th- reading the list doesn't do me any good because there's I, I'm not gonna know the names of the songs. Uh, I've heard that name. Um, I just Googled the guy. Uh, no, I'd have this guy could. This guy could have delivered me a pizza last night. <laughs> he well maybe. Yeah. have. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't I don't know who this guy is. This guy's a mumble rapper. That's uh, no, does. not
2: really. I, I I wouldn't define him as a mumble rapper. I, I he's 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 got some pretty good bars, Joe, as the kids would say. He's a what's a big hit? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh
1: the first Google. Result in videos is first class. Sure, let me, go with that, let me yeah. play a little of this. I'll tell you if I know it. Okay, Yes, yeah. let's see. You'll be happy to know, Rich, it is in fact a Tic Tac's so, TikTok song.
0: <laughs> Tic Tac.
1: It also stinks.
2: <laughs> I can't hear it, and it sounds. I'm sure it's bad. So.
1: Oh my god! How do people listen to that? That's awful. Um. We don't want to go down this wormhole, though. No. We Listen, well, you yeah. like what you like. You like what you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? If
2: that's what you yeah. like, then okay. But
1: it's yeah. pretty brutal, though. Like I, 10 seconds in, I'm like, I got to get out of here. I can't do many
2: That's things. why we stick with Lithium um, and First Wave and 90s on Nine. Yes. And, you know, that's yeah, where the familiar, <laughs> the familiar. I ran
1: parentheses so far mm-hmm. away. I will stick with that. You know what you're going to get out of
2: that. Yeah, you know what you're going to get out of that. I got a little LL Cool J's Rock the Bells radio that uh, keeps me honest, too. So there you go. So.
1: What was, uh wasn't that in one of the Grand Theft Autos I ran? Oh, of so course, far? yeah, Vice City,
2: I think. very Vice famously, City, right? Very famously in Vice City, I think. Yeah, the Would commercial. Made-
1: oh, it's the commercial, right? Yeah. hmm Yeah, there you go. Um, oh, what was the number 43 song, by the way? That was the whole point. Oh,
2: sorry, I <laughs> had yeah, to close out of that. The current number 43 Billboard Hot 100 song is... Scrolling, 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 scrolling. Um... Light switch by Charlie Puth. Charlie Puth. Charlie. I don't. P U T H. How would you? Uh, Charlie
1: Puth? Puth. Charlie Puth. Yeah. All right, let me pull this up.
2: <laughs> Light switch by Charlie Pluth. Uh, Twelve weeks on the uh, chart. Uh, peaked at twenty seven, but still hanging in there. So good for.
1: You want me to read the lyrics? I got the. Uh,
2: yeah, I'd love for you to read the lyrics of of Light Switch by Charlie Puth <laughs> or Puth okay. or whatever that is. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Why you calling at eleven thirty? Why late. you only want to do me dirty? Uh huh, uh huh. But I hit right back because you got that, that, yeah. Okay. Why you always want to act like lovers, but you never want to be each other's? Uh
2: huh, uh huh,
1: uh huh. I say don't look back, but I got to go right back, yeah. It seems as though he's mad at a girl.
2: He's very conflicted. Yeah, this is a deep song. He's very, because like at first he's like. I don't like... think he's
1: conflicted at all. I think he's pissed off that this girl's jerking him around. Like, like he. He's like, why you – basically, she's only calling him late at night, right? She likes to pretend that they- – She wants
2: the D, yeah. Him- she Go wants the D, and that's all she wants him for.
1: Yeah, and he's like, what's up? you like, this is bullshit. You're using me. You know? The man might have a good point here.
2: Well, so uh, I, the way I said he's conflicted, though, is because in this – like he – in that first part that you mentioned, he's good to say, hey, whatever. I'm done. I'm not dealing with this crap. I'm going to bed. Yeah. It's late. But then he's like, ah, you got the, the – what was it? The yeah, – the – he-
1: no, you're right, because he says, "But I hit right back because you got that that yeah, yeah
2: that that yeah." I mean, he he wants to not do it. He wants to He's say, "You know what? Write... I want something deeper than this." But goddamn, I mean, I gotta I gotta but do you it. Got,
1: like... Yeah, you, you got a fat butt, so if you want to come over, <laughs> right? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna that that yeah, you know. So I could. All right, I see where you're coming I'm from.
2: Conflicted that. in that right. sense. That yeah, she's got that that, but he wants more than that that. He wants a, he's like, a yeah, real why do you relationship. Yeah, I want to act yeah. like
1: lovers. He's saying like you don't. You know, you right. just yeah. So then he says, all of a sudden I'm hypnotized. You're the one I can't deny. Every time that I say I'm gonna walk away. Ah uh, yeah. See, he can't resist the butt. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening.
2: It happens like, to the best of us. Yeah.
1: He knows it's a bad move. You know what I mean? He knows this girl's no good. He knows she don't want nothing to do with him. But he just—it's you know—it the, the, must be like some really good sex. You know, you turn me on like a light switch. There's the light switch.
2: Oh, what a, that's a lame. Your, oh man, what a lame line. That's a boring. line. Yeah, very bro.
1: lame. And he made it the title too. Yeah. When you're moving your body around and around, now I don't want to fight this. No, you know how to make
2: me. <laughs> you want. don't know that that's how it was said.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. it's in parentheses, so I improvised a little. <laughs> So you're taking creative they,
2: liberties with Charlie Poop's uh, light switch. They,
1: re- <laughs> they repeat the chorus. Um, the rest of this is basically he's repeating, repeating. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on and show me how you do.
2: How now, see, you now do. he's just asking, you know, yeah, again, like, OK, you know, this guy's an idiot. He he had a chance. And to he's, get...
1: You know what? He's bringing it on himself. Yeah,
2: exactly. Right, right, right. He's, just... he's not conflicted. He's Look, just an idiot.
1: Here's the thing. There's other fish in the sea. You know what I mean? Like, right, like, right. He doesn't have to, you know, put up with this. And you can get but, that
2: that from a lot of, you know, I mean, there, there's
1: absolutely. You know. I mean, you know,
2: it's it's um, especially if that that is referring to a, a a posterior, which I believe it is, right? Are you are you?
1: Well, I mean, I'm, you know, it could be. You're I just assuming
2: know. that that's what that yeah, that means, yeah? I don't know.
1: maybe maybe Charlie Puth is a leg man.
2: I don't <laughs> right, know. right. I was just gonna say because I mean, you're in high time for. I mean, the the if you're if you're into butts, this is the. I mean, this is the best time to be into butts ever, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, it is so, the best
1: time to be into butts. Yeah, it, it's yeah. They're, they're emphasizing the butts. They're encouraging the butts. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, boobs
2: will um, always be there. But, yeah, butts are, are really in a heyday right now, so good for them.
1: Listen, boobs are timeless. Yeah, right, right. Boobs will go always be there. Yeah, but this is the – yeah, we're really reaching peak butt. Let me play a second. Let me see if I ever heard <laughs> this now. Let me see. Charlie Pooth.
2: I am pretty confident I never have, but, yeah, well.
1: All right, I got to tell you. Nah, I never heard this in my life.
2: Are we singing? Are we rapping? What are we doing here? He's singing. Okay.
1: You're surprised, aren't you? A little bit. I'll sing along with him so you get the feel. (laughs) Please. Don't look back, but I go right back, yeah. I'm hypnotized. You're the one that I can't deny. That's kind of the feel. Okay, all right. It, it sounds
2: yeah. it sounds all right actually.
1: It sounds like a pretty decent song. Let me let so. me get to the chorus here. You turn me on like a light switch. Body round around. Okay, this isn't. Yeah, you know what? This isn't even that bad. It's much better than that Jack Harlow song.
2: <laughs> there he goes. Let's switch forty-two and Three. one. So forty-three and one. Yeah. Forty-three and one. Yeah.
1: That's one of the worst segments we've ever did. In that is lives. pretty
2: but, horrendous. But okay, well, Joe, uh, I I think I can I think I could top that almost immediately with this next segment. All right. You ready for this?
1: Oh, we're done with the ptarmigans?
2: No, Joe. Oh. This was all a long bit to get to the ptarmigans. So you recall that we had a conversation a couple months ago about the ptarmigans and, and shitty craft beers or whatever, right? I forget when it yes. was, maybe two months ago, whatever. Uh there was a few people that reached out to me and said, I think you guys have something here. Uh, and particularly, uh, former Voices wrestling contributor Andy Labar reached out and said, "I think I have a game idea for you guys." So Joe, I ask you, are you ready to play the game that is sweeping the nation, Craft Beer or Indie Wrestling Show Name? Are you ready for this? Ooh. Yeah, that's a good one. You so hear now, that class. yeah, so that you got to, you can't hear it but the supermarket sweep theme is in the background. So, a classic game show were you a supermarket sweep fan at all or no?
1: I Probably enjoy supermarket sweep as much as the next fella. Yeah, okay, it's not bad. Yeah,
2: I think it's got a Pluto channel. I, I throw it on every so often. It's a it's, a, it's, it's a
1: good it's a good show to scream at the TV. Yeah,
2: like yeah. you're like I have cornflakes, but the, the cornflakes th- are corn th- like two dollars. What it it yeah, Go like, to the
1: <laughs> go to the turkeys. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, why are
2: you stuffing your box with cornflakes, you dummy? Like-
1: Find the antifreeze. Like, <laughs> right, what are we doing
2: right. here? Yeah, you dummy. Oh, I'm going to get you these, know? you know, I'm going to get this bread. Okay, <laughs>
1: that bread's 49
2: cents, man. Keep moving. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Jeez,
1: not even wheat bread? What
2: are we doing? <laughs> right, white bread? Just generic store <laughs> brand white bread? What are you doing? Come on. It's dope. And it's also, it's especially great to watch now because, like, with inflation, it's it's like radical because it's like Hershey's, you know, or yeah, uh, Yoohoo, it's like, oh... One fifteen, and they're like, Bing, ding, 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 ding. You're like, oh, that's, that would cost like five ninety nine these days. There's no way it'd be that much anymore. So the prices are completely... They're like nineteen ninety one prices, so they're just completely off the rails. So, um, okay. So you ready to play craft beer or indie shonen? I'm ready. This sounds okay. fun. Let's yeah, this so you're gonna do it. So now, for the people that need to know at home, Joe Lanza does not drink. So none of these beers I'm saying have ever. Joe has no clue. He's never had any of these. Maybe, I, I don't even think in passing he's hurt. I mean, there's so many beers out there that there's no way that, like, TLB has ever had any of these beers. Or if she has, it's completely unmemorable to you, right? Like, the, beers mean nothing to you.
1: She doesn't drink any craft beers anyway.
2: She's oh, okay. Not, she's she's a, she's a seltzer lady, right?
1: She does a lot of the, the girl beers. You know, the, the Trulies and the, you know, like the seltzer It doesn't
2: have to be about gender, Joe.
1: Well, do men drink those? I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, of course. I thought those fruity seltzery beers were like stuff that girls drink. Nah,
2: guys love them too, man. If they're watching their figure, you know they're trying not to get fat. They uh, they drink those. uh.
1: Well, I just you know the marketing and everything. I figured that that was kind of like you know beer for girls. But you know I don't know anything about beers, so so clearly as evidence, Joe
2: has no earthly idea what's going on. So okay, but you know wrestling, so you should do pretty good at this. But we'll see what happens. So all right. Uh, I randomized this. I got some help from Andy, Kevin, Griffin, Adam. Joe Gagne also oh, helps with these as well. Uh, oh Ruel, uh helped me as well. So we got a lot of people that came in helped me with these. Uh, and I've selected 18 for you, Joe. But this will go quick. It won't go It won't go very long. So 18 of these. So you are guaranteed you're to either win or lose, okay? Yeah. But you are guaranteed to either win or lose this game. Okay. Well, no,
1: I'm not. I can go 9 and 9. You
2: could go 9 and 9, yeah. Should I take one out so you're not guaranteed to? Uh...
1: I forgot. You're so neurotic. Just read the damn questions. Okay, all right, all right.
2: We'll start with the number one here, and uh, so, of course, you know how the game works. I'm going to say, if I say Hell Hath No Fury, you would say, oh, that's a AEW indie wrestling show. I know about that. So, yeah, nice and easy. But uh, if I say, you know, Bud lights, I would hope that you would say, oh, that is a beer. So, all right, are you ready? Right. I'm ready. All right, wake up and slay. Wake up and slay.
1: That is an indie wrestling show.
2: Eh, that is a beer from Epic. A brewery named oh. Epic, it's an IPA. So, Joe, you are O of one on Wake Up, you know. You know, slay. Wake
1: Up and Slay. I was thinking, what was that British all women's promotion that existed
2: <laughs> for a while? What was that the called? one that got in trouble,
1: <laughs> the one that hated us. What was that yeah.
2: called? Well, you have to be more specific about that, but uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, what was that yeah. one called? Um, yeah, they really don't know.
1: Hated I mean, that's that's immediately what I thought when you said <laughs>
2: Wake Up and Slay. Yeah. Is that the one that I think? Are you thinking of Pro Wrestling Eve? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Number two. <laughs> I'll just end there. Uh, number two. There's something about Barry.
1: That I know for sure is an indie wrestling show.
2: Okay. Do you know the promotion for not not for any bonus points, but just for bragging rights here?
1: Yeah. It was. Uh... Uh, for the sake of moving this along I, I'm not going to remember But I, I remember that show
2: Alright, it is Black Label Pro Actually, one of, nah, your, one of your favorite nah, Indies nah, on the scene right now Black Label Pro yeah. So uh...
1: so close to being good If Black Label Pro <laughs> Would just tighten up their booking a little And stop doing so much inner intergender Anyway, move
2: on Yeah, they, they have great cards and usually not great shows Which is is, is quite difficult to do Okay Number three, not here to fuck spiders. Wow, that—that's <laughs> a doozy. <laughs> you know, you, you
1: would you would probably not want to put that on a can of beer, um, you know, but at the same time, That's
2: yeah, ironic. You it's know either, what I mean?
1: It's, it's right. So it's either like a East Coast Death Match promotion, uh, maybe maybe with Nate Webb in the main event, um. But I, I'm going to go with the beer
2: on this one. Um, incorrect. You were actually very close here. Not not here to fuck spiders. Uh, it is a deathmatch promotion. I don't know what coast of this country it's on, but it is from Deathmatch Down Under. The Australian Deathmatch Australia, Promotion. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what. Uh, it might be on the east coast of Australia. I don't know. Uh, as We we do not know the coast whatsoever. Because I think at one time we, we, we were talking with an Australian wrestler and I asked him if he was getting booked in like this one promotion, <laughs> and he was like, "No, it's like 17 hours away, so no, I'm yeah. not." Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "No, I'm in, I'm in Perth, and no, that's like 20 hours away, so no, Yeah. I'm not working there yeah. this weekend. I'm not driving, you know, 19 hours for a booking this weekend." So, yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a big, big country. Sorry about that. So, all right, so you It'd are. I'd like
1: ask... be like asking. Uh... <laughs> Vinny Massaro if he's packing the car and heading over to CZW this weekend <laughs> right, you know? right, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> No, not really <laughs> It's pretty far but uh, Anyway, so you are uh, unfortunately, uh, you have gotten one correct, two wrong so far in this crap beer or indie show name uh, Number four here, Behold the Turtle Behold the Turtle
1: Man, these are hard um,
2: <laughs> yeah, our, our, I will give it up to the people that helped me with this, great job out of this Great job out of this <laughs>
1: I gotta go. I'm going to go with beer.
2: No, Behold eternal is indeed from Progress. Progress chapter 126, uh, made and vetted by Kara Noir and Jean Mooney. I don't know who Jean Mooney is or Jean Money. I don't know what Jean it is.
1: Rich, Richard the Jean Mooney. Jean Mooney. Um,
2: <laughs> who the hell is that? Not- I don't know any of these progress people anymore. What has happened to this company? <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: They're all just made up. Don't worry about it. He, he covers his nipples with tape. Just don't okay. worry about all right, it. Yeah. It's, well, it's, uh, well, he
2: may have vetted Behold the Turtle. So. This game
1: stinks. Okay.
2: <laughs> all right. Number five is Cameron's Cruising Through the Galaxy.
1: Oh, come on. That's got to be a wrestling show.
2: Uh, that is Cameron's Cruising Through the Galaxy, Cameron's Brewing Company. It's a hazy New England-style IPA. Uh, from you Cameron's can't even fit Brewing that on the Company. bottle. How
1: can, You can't even fit that on the label. <laughs> it's pretty large.
2: Yeah. Cameron's Cruising Through the Galaxy. Uh, it is a, a brewery in uh, Oakville, Ontario. Oh, Canadian. <sighs> All right, you are not doing great, Joe. Uh, you have four wrong, one correct. We will move on to Maximum Overdraft maximum overdraft
1: uh, it's gotta be a beer
2: this is not going well for you there's somebody listening that's gonna get upset too because uh, that is indeed a show from Chikara in August of 2007 main evented by Akuma and Icarus versus Mark and Jay Briscoe so, uh, Akuma here is yeah. gonna get really upset that you didn't get that right
1: yeah but it's like a thousand years ago how am I supposed to know name it that show this is not it's not not going going well but there's plenty
2: of time for you to catch up here because and I think you got this one I know we I believe yeah we've either touched on this beer and or indie show at some point on this show in a very bizarre way Uh, but number seven one leg in the air indie show that is indeed progress chapter 111 one leg in the air uh, main invented by Kanji and Giselle Shaw, which I think you said was a horrendous match, if I remember correctly. So.
1: Yeah, I think I watched that show. Yeah.
2: We talked about that show at length. Uh, so uh, there you go. You are on the board again. Uh, you have two correct, and you have five wrong. We'll move on to Done. Do You Believe in the Man on the Moon?
1: Okay, that can't possibly be a beer. I mean, if that's a beer... And for that reason, I'm going to say it's a beer.
2: Beer. No, that is an IWA Mid South show, Joe. Gotta from <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm, I'm overthinking this.
2: From November 29th, 2018, uh, main evented by Aaron Williams, Ace Perry, and Logan James in a 30 minute three way Iron Man match. So.
1: I don't watch that meth lab shit. <laughs> I don't. A, there was a a match, a-
2: There was a match here: Rump Thump versus JC Rotten. Are you aware of Rump Thrump? I am not. So
1: I I don't watch that promotion. Never did. Yeah, Too trashy. Know. Even remember back in the day when like CM Punk and Chris Hero and these guys would work on yeah, yeah,
2: Eddie South. Guerrero would, would pop in, yeah.
1: And 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 Ray people Mysterio. would be like, Oh, you're gonna you're gonna get the IWA mid-south tape. I'm like, no. I can watch these people in ROH. Why am I gonna watch this trash fucking garbage promo? No. Never watch. that I couldn't get, I I never got into CZW either just i
2: couldn't yeah i never did either yeah and, and yeah, even I, even during my like trashy like death yeah. match phases i didn't like itself. like i always i was oh. way preferred you know czw or just japanese death matches over, over whatever the hell i itself was.
1: i'm like the rings falling apart there's like no apron i can't watch this it's terrible yeah
2: but uh, all right we'll, we'll move on here to number nine blood brothers guilty remnant blood brothers guilty remnant right,
1: that, that's a beard
2: Wow, I thought, you, I, I thought for sure you were going to say that was a show. But no, that is indeed a ah. beer from a Blood Brothers Brewing uh, in Toronto. I've been to this brewery as well. Uh, that, Joe, is a white stout with coffee, vanilla, and lactose.
1: Well, of course it is. Yeah,
2: <laughs> as you know. I don't even know why I had to explain that to you. You know that Blood Brothers Guilty Remnant, of course, is a white stout with coffee, vanilla, and lactose. All right, number 10, the Idaho situation.
1: Oh, God. This... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I keep thinking, okay, I get an answer and then I say the opposite because I feel like I'm trying to be tricked, right? That's so the, now that's kind of
2: the game. Yeah.
1: Yeah, now I'm going to get an answer and just go with it. That is a beer.
2: That is indeed a beer from the brewery Original Pattern, a New England hazy IPA. So you are, uh, you're doing quite well here now. You got one, uh, four correct, one, two, three, four, five, six wrong. So you're getting pretty close here. All right. All right. Number 11, Shot of Southern Comfort.
1: That is a wrestling show.
2: You are indeed correct. That is an IWA Mid-South yet again. We go to IWA Mid-South for this. This is from uh, May 29th, 2004. Uh, main evented by the team of Southern Comfort, Chris Hamrick and Tracy yeah. Smothers against the Second yeah, City yeah. Stains of CM Punk and Colt Cabana. So there you go. Right.
1: Like, I'd love to watch that match, but not in IWA Mid-South.
2: You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Sounds like, like a great match, but... Uh... Actually, this yeah. show this show looks pretty up your alley. I'm going to quickly read over uh, what yeah. the folks at, at the Lincoln Center in Highland, Indiana saw uh, on this night. They saw Danny Daniels versus Eddie Edwards, Sumi Sakai versus Rain, Southern Comfort wrestled many times against uh, Eddie Kingston and Jack Marciano. Jack Marciano, the wild cards. It was a tournament. They had a little tag title tournament here. Uh, then you had the Second City Saints, CM Punk and Cole Commander defeating Chad Collier and Nigel McGinnis. There's some, uh, this is a hell of a show here. The Havana Pitbulls defeat Brad Bradley and Ryan Baz. Yeah. B Boy and, and Homicide. But you're right. All the, and sure, it's like it's like Black Label Pro. Like somehow this show would find a way to suck.
1: Well, here's the thing. I, like people would say they were great, but I don't care because everyone you just named, I could just drive 10 minutes to Edison, New Jersey and watch Ring of Honor. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I was just going to Ring of Honor shows to see these same people.
2: <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, uh, you have Samoa Joe versus Chris Hero, a very well regarded match on the show. And then, uh, semi main event is Sabu versus Jerry Lynn. Yeah. And Jerry I'm sure Lynch. it was a
1: great show, but, you know, I, you know, I, the, the, I'm sure the, the mat had tape all over it <laughs> right. and it was, and, and the ring, the ring was lopsided and, uh, you know, and, and, uh, you know, it just, no.
2: And I, Ian I Rotten gets money on it and that's not a very good thing either. So.
1: Yeah. Right. So, no, I'm, I'm, Gonna have
2: to pass. All right, so move on to number 12 here. Uh, home stretch, Barbarian Streisand. Barbarian Streisand.
1: That's got to be a beer.
2: That is indeed a pale ale from Cellar Maker. So you have you have righted the ship here, so you were doing pretty well. Uh, now we move on to number 13. The juice is worth the squeeze. <laughs> a lot of juicy IPAs these days, you know? Hazy juicy IPAs. You know, I, I,
1: I, I'm thinking. My first instinct was wrestling show And I'm going to follow my rule I'm not going to play the opposite game I'm just going to go with wrestling show
2: You'd be correct you, uh, Juice is worth the squeeze from deathmatch down under Again we go to deathmatch down under and, uh...
1: I gotta tell you To quote Agent Harris from The Sopranos We're going to win this thing
2: I think you're let's doing go. pretty well Yeah you are on a, a, a What is it a five uh, Five streak here Six out of your last seven as well So let's keep going here Sing along, deathmatch
1: This one, this sounds like you're trying to trick me, okay? Obviously, you're going to want to say wrestling show, but but that would be way too obvious. Like, why would you give me something called with deathmatch in the name if it wasn't the beer, right? So, I'm going to go against my new rule because this would be pretty dumb to make it a, unless unless you're trying to make me think
2: playing 40 chess here yeah I'm playing 40 yeah
1: Chester. it's too obvious and he's gonna he's gonna say beer because he's gonna think that we're trying yeah oh man single long death match no I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with wrestling show
2: you are incorrect it is a beer from Jester King it's a farmhouse ale Joey Cezanne is uh, one of your favorites uh, type of beers, I'm sure. So, all right, your streak is over, but you uh, you can still you can still you can still do this. You can still do this. All right, Angels with Filthy Souls,
1: wrestling show,
2: and that is a beer from Bissell Brothers Brewing in Portland, Maine. A maple porter, Joe. A maple porter.
1: No one's drinking that. Do shit. You like maple porters. <laughs> No one's drinking that shit. I hate this game. What's Just to next? check
2: in, uh, you have eight incorrect answers yeah. and seven correct answers. So. I got So
1: I got to get the next three.
2: You got to get is, the next three.
1: I right. got to get the next three. Shit. All right.
2: Man's birthday celebration. Beer. I'm sorry. That is an Australian wrestling show from Australian wrestling superstars. Man's birthday celebration. I uh, I'm, I'm sorry to do this, so. Uh, Keegan Brettel defeated Captain Quito and Dragon in your uh, main event of, of uh, Nan's birthday celebration. Okay. So you can still, what can you, you can tie. definitely, can you can tie, right? You have nine incorrect, you have seven, yeah. so you can tie at best, What you can do here, okay? And then you
1: got to open your refrigerator and give me a, a, a tiebreaker. <laughs> yes, I can do that.
2: So, all right. Number 17 here, Octopus Wants to Fight. <laughs> beer correct great lakes brewery ipa from great lakes brewery all right so you are correct this is it will joe tie will he be more wrong than right we will find out here with our number 18 get off my cloud
1: i haven't felt this much pressure
2: get off my cloud
1: since i reached the finals of the National Geographic Geography Bee in 8th grade. Oh. In Woodrow Wilson Middle School. Um, and let me tell you something. Mr. Tiber did not want me to win. Trust me.
2: Oh, he rigged it against you, uh, you think?
1: I mean, I feel like we had a contentious relationship. And he was maybe not rigging it, but giving me the harder questions. You know what I mean? Um. Give me the name one more time
2: The name again was Get Off My Cloud Get Off Of My Cloud Sorry, Get Off Of My Cloud
1: Wrestling Show Lock it in
2: No, oh, I'm very sorry That is a beer Boojum Brewing the hazy IPA You have failed a Craft beer or indie show name Do you want to know my tiebreaker? Just in case Okay, I uh, found this one here. It's a tiebreaker. I don't know half of you half as well as I should like, and I like less than half of you half as well as you deserve.
1: Somehow that's a beer.
2: This is indeed a beer. I thought it would be, it also sounds like a progress name or a Zack Sabre Jr. like submission holds.
1: (laughs) Definitely. Definitely
2: an annoying oh. beer That that is an annoying beer I like beer but Very that's annoying. that's annoying if I had to order that I would be like get the fuck out of here I'm not uh, ordering yeah that's <laughs> the other
1: thing how can you even order that
2: yeah just give me the stout You give me what stout you know which one I'm asking for I'm not gonna say the whole fucking thing just give me the damn beer alright come on just give me the beer. Molson they still <laughs> the make Molson, Molson. <laughs> give me the give me the hell staff and call it a day
1: <laughs> <laughs> Iron City they make
2: that still. ooh I don't know if they still make Iron City Iron City beer I don't know um. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Do Probably they still make
1: dope. old? Do they still make old smuggler whiskey? <laughs>
2: that I don't know. Yeah, I don't drink. Uh, I don't drink old bad smuggler Bad whiskey. whiskey. So. All right. Looks like
1: well, they that... do. Yeah. Old yeah. smuggler whiskey. There it is. There you go.
2: All right. Well, that was uh, that was craft beer or indie show names. So. Uh, there you go. It went a little longer than I anticipated, but uh, I had fun. As long as you had fun, so. Um, is
1: 15 bucks expensive for a whiskey or is
2: that? Uh, no, that's pretty. For, like, what are we talking? Like a whole bottle of it?
1: Yeah, it's a fucking bottle of whiskey. Oh, that's incredibly old smuggler. Cheap. No, that's incredibly cheap. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. So that's like drinking turpentine. Basically. Yeah,
2: that can't be good. That's got to be absolutely horrendous. Because I would say around me, smuggler. like a bottle of like Jack Daniels is like, I don't know, like 40 bucks or whatever, 35 bucks, 40 bucks or whatever. So how much was this old smuggler?
1: You can get old smuggler scotch for fourteen ninety five. Wow. I
2: should maybe get that just to try it out. Maybe next next flagship I'll try some old smuggler scotch and see.
1: Their 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 finest blend whiskey
2: uh-huh.
1: is uh isn't scotch and whiskey the same thing? I mean uh, I know that there's
2: one. there's differences, but we're not
1: gonna get into it here, but is thirty ninety nine. So they have a
2: oh, they have a the premium, scale. a premium brand. Yeah, that that's a more a that's that's a more comparable box. price to what you normally see. But I like the I like the idea of the fourteen ninety nine. That's a lot of liquor for fourteen bucks. I mean, that's uh, interesting. I'll have to check that out. Maybe next yeah. week on the flagship, I'll, uh, I'll I'll give you a review. A, a rich drinks of uh, what was this old smuggler's
1: old smuggler whiskey. Okay. I have a very low level friend who enjoys that. <laughs> and we make fun of it before.
2: Like, earnestly enjoys it. Not even, like, an ironic thing. Like, uh... A... Because there's, like, uh, you know, the... There's it's... the, hey, I just drink it because, like, it's cheap thing or whatever. But then there's, like, the people that will tell you, no, 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 this horrible alcohol is actually good. And you're like, it's not, man. Just say it's, it's, you know, okay. No,
1: I I swear to God I went to this guy's house once and he was drinking a beer out of a can that didn't have any words on the can. It just had a bear <laughs> with a fish in its mouth. It was a bear, like, standing in a brook Uh with, with like, a fucking rainbow trout hanging out of its mouth. And the bear's fucking paws were up in the air, like, that, and that was the can. And I was like, what the fuck is that? It had no name, no
2: label, nothing?
1: I mean, it may have had, like, the calorie content thing or whatever. But it didn't have like a brand name on it. It was just a bear with a trout in its mouth and its paws. And for years, I've been trying to search and figure out what the fuck. <laughs> what this, this was. beer
2: was interesting. I will. Uh...
1: He just buys whatever's cheapest when he goes to the okay. liquor store, and you know, um, his goal is to be as drunk as he can be as soon as he can be. Okay. Hey, so,
2: efficient. Efficiency is 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 not always a bad idea. So good for him.
1: Yeah. Did the Simpsons ever market Duff beer as a real thing? Uh, they
2: did, I believe.
3: You yeah, them, right? I, I, I it purchased
2: had- it one time. at uh, There there was uh, there was a while there where uh, they would take over, like, 7-Elevens in the areas, and they would turn them into Quickie Marts. Uh, and we went to a few of them, and they, they would sell Duff beer there. But uh, I was just – I don't even know what it was. It was just some generic beer. But uh, I have a can. I have a can in my uh, house.
1: Someone's saying the beer – the uh, Bear beer is hams. Does that sound familiar? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, that'd be hams, for sure.
1: That'd be it? Hams? That's the, a very the, the, cheap – yeah,
2: very cheap the, solid beer for uh, –
1: I don't know. These hams cans all have, it says I mean, hams they're a little bit more it.
2: intricately labeled than that. But I think that they do have like an alternate can that, that might be what you're thinking of.
1: Oh, uh, I know what he's thinking. They have like a cartoon bear as Correct. their logo. Yes. No, no, no. This was like a brown grizzly bear <laughs> standing in a brook with like rocks. A babbling, and like a babbling water, brook. Yeah, the water babbling in the background. And he had a fish in his mouth, the bear. I got it from like Aldi.
2: On. You probably got it from like Aldi or something like that, right? Yeah, I don't know. The, the fuck Dollar this Tree. Was. He got it from Dollar Tree or something. So,
1: yeah, I, I brought him Peroni once because it was Italian. Not that I know anything about beer, but I thought it'd be funny if I brought him Italian yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah. He acted like I brought him fucking uh, beer dotted with gold. Like he thought <laughs> it
2: was like poor guy. Uh,
1: I'm like, dude, I spent like $9. Yeah, it's, like, you know? it's
2: like $11. Like, down, yeah.
1: Uh, I'm Yeah. like, I just bought it as a gag because it said it was Italian. I don't, you know, he, he oh, I can't believe it.
2: It's a good beer. It is. Yeah.
1: And it tastes good. The it's Peronis.
2: good for $11. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not like, you know, I don't yeah. think I'd get that excited about drinking it, but it's, it's a solid $11 beer. Well, so. he drinks
1: beer with a bear on the can. <laughs> he and drinks non I mean,
2: yeah, nondiscreet, you know?
1: An old smuggler whiskey. So, I mean, you know, it probably was. Someone else is saying it's Schmidt's beer that has Schmitt's the Schmidt's
2: beer, beer from uh like Mike
1: Schmidt smelled like
2: like Mike Schmidt's beer. Schmidt's beer, let's see here. Um oh maybe. Oh, oh maybe. oh the maybe. On... <laughs> there's a trout. Well, I see
1: the trout. There's yeah. the bear. There's the bear with the trout. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> <And that's
2: laughs> After it. all this time, congratulations. Yeah.
1: I tried to tell you. See?
2: What Everyone's is like, ah not makes up his
1: bits. Look, there it is. It's got the bear. Look at the bear with the fish in the mouth. I see it, see? it is.
2: It is indeed eating a trout in a babbling brook. So you are. You are not. Uh, yeah. Man, this beer looks terrible. What the hell? Why is he drinking? Gotta <laughs> try it. It looks like it's from like you 1984. Gotta Did it? Was this current beer that he was drinking, or just like whatever he found in a fridge somewhere?
1: Let me tell you something. This man would drink anything he found in a fridge. So it could have been like. Yeah, his I was gonna say was like his
2: one. dad left it over. It was next to the red dog or whatever in his. his, his... Good lord. Schmitt's there beer. it is! Well, congratulations! Look, they on, got yeah. cans
1: with, they got cans with deer on them. They got <laughs> cans with uh, what looks like a ptarmigan. They got all kinds of fucking animals on their cans. This Schmitz beer. Look at this guy. There's one with an ice fisherman pulling a fish out of a hole in the ice. Wow!
2: So it's a common man's some, beer. Uh, yeah, it's an every man's beer.
1: It's common man's beer. It's a beer. Joe Sixpack type of well, beer. Yeah. Yeah. So we figured out that mystery, right? So uh, there's one with an elk. All right, so it was Schmidt's beer.
2: Schmitz beer. Nice
1: job out of uh who was this? Oh
2: Shining Wizard, I believe that gave you Schmidt's beer. So all
1: right, nice job out of Shining Wizard. I, I don't know what's up with the gimmick name, but nice job out of Shining Wizard. <laughs> what is this man? Like a celebrity? He can't give his name. Oh, I'm the I'm the Shining Wizard. You know, that's like his uh that's his Fet Life handle, Shining Wizard, you know. He's uh, a, <laughs> he's into <laughs> he's into wax play. <laughs> you know, he's into the wax play. Um with the gimmick name over here. Uh, a lot of gimmick names in the chat tonight. The swink. Look yes. at this oh, guy yeah. the swink. Yeah. So we got a lot of big shots here. Charging no, sentinel. Yeah, we
2: got charging sentinel. Suit no. Williams. No, you know, just just classic Suit Williams. Well, he you doesn't know. need that. You know.
1: That that's just a pseudonym. That's just, no. you know, he's that's his that's a pen name. That's uh that's like uh Stephen King as uh Richard Bachman. You know, you can let that one slide. But it's like uh, these other guys with the gimmick names, like, you know, what are, they, what are they hiding here? You know, it makes you wonder, who are they? Who <laughs> it doesn't are make now? me wonder. You know? It makes me wonder. Charging, <laughs> charging charging, Sentinel could be anybody. I mean, that could be a TK burner for all we know. Yeah, we true. don't know who Charging Sentinel is. So, you know, um, I've never, let me tell you this. I've never seen Charging Sentinel in here on a Wednesday. That's true. Hmm?
2: You're right. You're mm-hmm. not wrong. You're not wrong. So he's either, a, uh, or he, she, whatever, is either a, a brand new subscriber, the FlexurePatreon.com, or yeah, I think we can illicitly say a, a TK Burner for sure. So yes. uh, I've never seen TK and Charging Sentinel in the same place at the same time. So
1: can't say you have. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, at some point, I guess we should talk about. It. <laughs> This is the dumbest show. I cannot believe these people pay, Some people pay us ten dollars to listen to the show live, and this is what we've given them we, for forty-five we've been, minutes. Been doing this for ten years. Why? And we're bigger than ever. More people listen to us than ever.
1: Than ever. Why?
2: I don't understand. Oh my god. Well, all right. Hey Joe. Uh, all all elite wrestling and new Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, they announced a joint show. Did you hear about this? You've been reading about this? You've been seeing this? There's a
1: there's a sponsor <laughs> paying us to read an ad on this show.
2: I'm gonna wait. I was I was I that was my plan is to go to the sponsor right away, but after you talked about wax fetishes on Fet Life or whatever, I decided uh, to uh, give it a little bit of a gap, so we'll talk some wrestling and then I uh, get to the Rich, our have you ever had hot league. wax no.
1: dripped onto your chest? I have not. No, have never had that. No. no, you, you couldn't have answered that fast <laughs> enough. You answered before I was done asking. Like, you're like, no, no hot wax, Joe, never had hot wax on my chest. You know, enough, why I don't I have too much chest hair.
2: That would, that would not go very well for me in particular. Exactly. That would be very exactly. bad for me.
1: I'm a hairy Italian man and I, I don't want hot wax anywhere near me because that's soon going to turn into cold wax. And it's gonna be in my chest hairs for you know, it, it, that's not coming
2: out. No, it's gonna it's be an absolute iron. mess. Yeah, not and worth whatever amount of uh, you know a pleasure I briefly get out. Of. Not worth it because uh, it'll be a lot less pleasure. Than I'm ripping you know chest hair out to get this fucking cold wax out of my chest. So yeah, no, not not into that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Remember with a lady who wanted to pour hot wax on you? Uh,
2: never, no, you believe it or not, it? no, that never came okay. up. Right. So
1: yeah, right, listen, I don't know. People are into <laughs> what they're into, you yeah. <laughs> It never came, I don't know. <laughs> never came up. Never came up. Never. Alright, never suggested?
2: Uh no. no, not really. No. No.
1: All right. Obscure <laughs>
2: wrestling. <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling. Alright, it's, uh, it's called Forbidden Door, Joe. They're joining a show. It's going to be uh, yes. finally a show in Chicago, thank God. Uh, Sunday, June 26th at yeah. the United Center. I'm so glad I can finally go to a wrestling show. I cannot wait.
1: Starving so. for wrestling in <laughs> Chicago. Yeah,
2: I'm just dying to get a wrestling show here uh, in, my, uh, in the, the second city, Joe. And finally, the second city is going to get a wrestling show. Uh, from All Elite Wrestling and New Japan for Wrestling. It's going to be called Forbidden Door. It's going to be on June 26th at the United Center. Uh, here was the AEW press release. It said ago on AEW Dynamite, live on TBS. The hinges were fully ripped off the Forbidden Door as it was announced that AEW New Japan for Wrestling will present their first ever joint paper. Oh, yeah. oh, special. oh, oh. stop,
1: yeah. stop. Did he really say hinges were fully ripped off?
2: The hinges were fully ripped off the Forbidden Door.
1: I said that on the Thursday show today.
2: Mm. This press release came a day before. So you're either biting this, you're either biting this press release, or uh, I don't know.
1: And they're running Chicago again. When they're not in Chicago, they're in Texas. Mm. Makes questions. you wonder. Ask questions. Yeah, ask the questions. <laughs> I don't think DK did too well in the geography B because he goes to like two states. <laughs>
2: he only goes like, to your town and my town. <laughs>
1: he goes to Texas and he goes to Chicago. And that you know, one
2: time in California, it, yeah, but uh...
1: I didn't. I didn't run California yet.
2: They did that one show, me? didn't they? Then they run, um, what was the town? It was a weird town in California that I've never heard of before, but um, they ran a town in California.
1: Doesn't everybody on every media call go, when are you coming to California? I don't <laughs> yeah. think you come to California.
2: No, they did that one show in California. I forget what it was. They, they they definitely did at least one, right? Imagine being
1: one of the 13 or 14 people who get called on the media call and asking, are you going to run a show? <laughs> yeah, when are
2: you, you going in, in California? <laughs>
1: Like, the question cares?
2: people are dying to know is, when are you yeah. running in California? Is, is When really are important.
1: you coming to insert where I live? I, nobody fucking cares but you. Like, wh- why are you blowing this opportunity? You can ask anything. Anything! And that's what you ask.
2: <laughs> are you excited it about the upcoming up. show? <laughs> yes, I am excited about the upcoming show. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. what do you think he's going to say? <laughs> Dummy. Like, don't even, just get off, like, just listen then. Like, you don't have to ask a question. That's what drives me nuts. You know, sports inter- You know, sports press conferences too. When when, when those people do, they just ask the most, oh, how'd it feel to get the win tonight? Why are you asking that? Don't ask. Let someone else ask a question. Anyway, go ahead with this press
2: release. Yeah, you, you, I, which is, I can't believe that people have gotten through, because I'll tell you, like, high school coaches would destroy me if I asked a dumb question like that. They would say, like, well, what do you think? <laughs> Why would you ask that? What do you think? <laughs> How do you think I feel? <laughs> like, you know, I, I, would be, I would be the pro
1: athlete that would have Hall of Fame numbers who didn't get voted into the Hall of Fame. Right. You would be Frank Thomas, <laughs>
2: you know, who got yeah. in the Hall of Fame, but, like, a very surly asshole that everybody hated. Or, yeah, there, there, are, there are some guys that are right on the cusp there that are like, yeah, this dude was a fucking asshole. So, um, Well,
1: maybe, maybe. it's because you ask yeah. stupid questions. Right, maybe exactly, that's, yeah. Right? Like, Steve Carlton had that rep.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah, Carlton had that. Yeah, there, there's also the, like, hey, talk about. You know, the, the question starts with talk yeah. about. No. <laughs> Ask a question and I'll answer it. I'm not going to talk about something because you want me to talk about it. Ask a question and yeah. I'll answer that question. I'm not talking about it.
1: Especially since I just went three and a third and got bombed for eight runs. right okay? yeah. about I'm what you feeling
2: on the mound there. What do you think I was feeling? <laughs> like, I'm, <not>
1: gonna... oh, <laughs> I'm feeling like they're going to send me to A. What yeah. do you want me to say? I feel like
2: I can't put food on the table is what I'm feeling.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so... I stunk tonight and my wife's pregnant and you're asking me how I felt. Yeah, it's awful, you know? Terrible it's it's yeah. so it's not just the wrestling people who don't know how to ask a decent question. It's it, it believe me, it, it's pretty widespread throughout the sports landscape. What's the rest of this uh, press release, press release continues
2: through. as the world continues to reopen. I'm making sure the forbidden door follows suit and we can finally give fans the dream events. They've always imagined the United center was home to one of AEW's biggest events of all time. The first dance where CM Punk made his return to wrestling. Oh yeah, that was in Chicago. I forgot. Yeah. Great. Um, maybe we did get a few shows this last year. Not bad. All right. This summer fans of AW new Japan can't expect the unexpected during this extraordinary first of its kind pay-per-view between our two incredible companies. And then, uh, uh, Takami Obari of President of New Japan says, as we have done for more than 50 years, the power of pro wrestling can energize people by fulfilling their dreams. Reel it in, pal. Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah. he's Up the brakes, <laughs> the Obari. Show, man. Come on. Yeah. God. <laughs> now it's quite an important mission for us, the pro wrestling industry as a whole. We are not only opening this door, we will show you New Japan's genuine, strong style beyond the forbidden door.
1: Yeah. Um, it was funny, the, the first tweet that AEW put out um last night or whatever, the very first reply was someone saying, I guess there won't be any women on this show. Like complain they can't even no one can be happy for five seconds. <laughs> like the first reply <laughs> was someone complaining that New Japan doesn't have women's wrestlers, so there there aren't gonna be women's matches on the show right. which by you're, the way
2: you're you're, you're potentially two months away from like will osprey versus brian danielson or or kazuchika okada versus brian danielson and you're like ah so we're but not gonna see ruby soho on the show no probably not you probably are not gonna see ruby no, Soho. no but I this apologize. is the other yeah. thing
1: it's not even aew versus new japan who the <laughs> fuck says there won't be a thunder rosa title match or something on the <laughs> right. show
2: but already getting upset about something
1: but these psychopaths these these fucking stopwatch slappers cannot contain themselves for 30 seconds. It's it's amazing. Anyway, is that the whole press release? That is
2: the press release. So yeah, Obari getting big time here with the uh, the power for pro wrestling can energize people by fulfilling their dreams, <laughs> which I enjoyed. Uh, and that was a mission for the pro wrestling industry as a whole as well, to uh, fulfill dreams. So uh, good for them. Uh, Tony is just like, yeah, we're gonna do a show in the United Center. Yeah, yeah we're gonna be there. So uh, anyway, this is uh, Forbidden Door, AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling, a Super Jcast on the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network was first uh, with the scoop uh, on having this uh, the show and you hear it here first and many people have credited them properly, some others have not but uh, most of them have which is, is good because they were indeed the first ones that had it uh, for the AEW New Japan Forbidden Door show June 26th at the United Center in Chicago. But uh, Joe, what are you thinking about uh, what we're seeing here? I mean, I, how could you not be pumped up and excited for, for whatever this is going to be?
1: I think we should have scooped them last week and stabbed them in the back and revealed have, it though. on our show Yeah, and and started one of those uh, radio show wars that were big in the 90s, like try to drum up some uh, some ratings. Oh, like, like interest
2: station, that. like, yeah, where they do like yeah. crosstalks or like transitions and it's real contentious. Yeah. <laughs> some guys won't yeah. show up for it. And, uh, yeah, they used they used to have it in Chicago sports radio. There would be. Uh, these two guys that would host, like, the morning show and the two guys would host the afternoon show. But then at some point, one guy from the afternoon show would just stop showing up because he just couldn't handle being in the same area. And then they had to do these, like, transitions, like, on in different floors of the radio station because yeah. these guys would come to blows if they were too close to each other. That's some good stuff. That's some good old-school sports radio stuff, so –
1: yeah, or like in the '90s when like Howard Stern would start a radio war with Man Cow or something, you know, and then uh, and and you know, yeah, because it drums up interest and it drums up ratings. We should have scooped the Super J Cast guys when we had the info and uh and stabbed them in the back, pro wrestling style. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, this is gonna sell out within minutes. We all know that, and I think the pay per view, um, you know, provided they 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 you know, put real matches on the show and it's not a—it's not Japanese style with a series of six man tags and I don't think they're going to do that provided it's a real show and provided they promote it uh, properly the way they would promote any other AEW pay-per-view which I also think they will do I think the pay-per-view is going to do very well too right in range with the other AEW pay-per-views and maybe the biggest one they've ever done uh, with the exception of All Out I think this, if they treat it big I think it will be big I've seen some people say they 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 think the pay per view might not perform, or I don't buy that. I I, I think that um, if they treat it like it's a big deal, from a business perspective, it will perform like a
2: big deal. Well, I, I just don't understand that argument off the top because okay, so why why would you're an AEW viewer, Joe? You are you're a Joe Sixpack as we mentioned earlier. You drink your Schmitz beer, your Joe Sixpack, whatever. So you watch AEW pay per views. You've bought Revolution. You bought All Out. You bought all those sort of things why would you not buy this show if it's going to be promoted? I mean, yes, the one way that you would not buy that show is if CM Punk's not on it and Daniel Bryanson's not on it. And, and uh, you know, there's, there's we're you know, these, there are only six man tags, or, but like if, Punk is on there and he's in a singles match and it's an important match, which I'm sure it would, you know, if he's on there and it's in a singles match, it's going to be important. Danielson's in an important match. Kenny Omega makes his return or whatever. He's just about ready do, to come back or whatever. And then they present the other guys, guys that you might not know as Joe Sixpack. You might not know who Hiroshi Tanahashi is just yet, but they're going to present him as a big deal. You might not know who Jay White is, but you watched dynamite this week and everybody went nuts when he came out there. Like, why would you not watch the show? Like if all the stars of AEW are going to be there and you watch AEW, what is stopping you from saying, ah, oh, I can't buy this show. I forget it. You know, I'll buy all out. I'll buy, you know, full gear, but I'm not buying forbidden door. No, 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 no way.
1: Yeah, no, that's why I think it's going to do well. Um, You know, and and I've also heard, oh, well, you know, they have a pay-per-view just a. a month after, or a month, but well, so what? I mean, pro wrestling fans are used. All we heard for the last three years was how AEW could use more pay-per-views. <laughs> now they had this uh, fifth one here, which is an enormous uh, super show with New Japan, and now all of a sudden the shows are too close to each other, and nobody's going to buy it. People got to make up their minds. So, um,
2: are well, you there? Well, yeah, I'm there. Yeah, Joe yeah. Sixpack is just going to yeah. like. Turn into a corn cob immediately because he doesn't know who you know because Itchiko Kata is. So ah, Tohiro Ishii. I can't watch. I can't. <laughs> I I must turn into mush. I'm a corn cob. Ah, like it's it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Why would it not be a big deal? Yeah. Like if they're gonna treat it like a big deal, they're gonna promote the fucking hell out of it, and it's gonna have all the stars of AEW. Why would you not buy it? Why would people not buy it? I just don't understand this argument. Like maybe they won't. Like I don't know. Maybe they won't. But like. How could you assume that they wouldn't? What is what is different about this show other than that they might treat it like a bigger deal, and it might be even a more gigantic of a deal, and it's a one of a kind type of show versus all their other pay per views, where you might see matchups that you maybe even has seen before already, or rematches or whatever. It's one of a kind matches, like with probably all the stars of AEW. I don't understand why Joe Sixpack wouldn't buy this show if he bought Revolution, but
1: well, know. again, it's not AEW versus New Japan, so there's no, nothing stopping a W from putting their own stars against each other. And some of the, yes, you're going to get some matches that are because that's the hook, right? So you're going to get some matches that are cross promotional. Of course. And I'm sure the main event will be, but that doesn't mean that like, if he's still champion, hangman page can't have a title match against somebody in the company. Right. Right. You know, that doesn't mean that, New Japan can't have a never title match with their own wrestlers. It doesn't mean you can't have Thunder Rosa versus, you know, Britt Baker or Britt Baker versus Jade Cargill or something on the show. You absolutely can have those matches. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, so yeah, I don't see, again, I see no reason why this pay-per-view can't perform just as well if I, I, uh, I I I
2: Oh, we're having some technical difficulties here. Joe's, uh... Read it. We'll get Joe here, uh, back in a second. Uh, yeah We've, uh, we've had rates. a lot of issues lately. All right, Joe, are you back?
1: Yeah, uh, did everything I say come out on the show? No, or literally I...
2: nothing. Literally nothing you just said came out. So whatever you said over the last 30 seconds, uh, nobody heard. It was, uh, it was, it was very bad, so.
1: Unbelievable. Um...
2: I'm sure it was, was great. I it was a great it was a great diatribe that uh, unfortunately we'll never get that.
1: I think I was saying I was repeating the point that it's not AEW versus New Japan. There's right. nothing stopping Jake Carkill versus Britt Baker or Hangman from having the title match. Did you hear that part? I did. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's nothing stopping them from doing that or New Japan having their own matches with the cross promotional matches as well. And I think uh, you know, AEW. The people who buy AEW pay per views are going to buy this one. And what about all the New Japan fans who might not necessarily be AEW fans or, or be big enough fans to buy their pay per views? If you have big New Japan matches on this show, or you have big New Japan stars having first time matchups against big AEW stars, there's a there's New Japan fans that are going to be into this. So I think this has a chance to uh, not just be as big as all every as the pay per views.
2: I think we might show again, but uh, yeah, as we get him back, uh, you know, my, my, what I was going to say about that is right. And it's exactly the point you were bringing up there, Joe, is that I think that it can only do better that I'm not saying I'm not guaranteeing that it's going to do better. I have no idea. I have no earthly idea what it's going to be. It's hard to say when we don't have any matches announced, we have no idea what's actually happening. We have no idea who's going to be on what, whatever, but like what I can tell you though, is that. AEW pay-per-views have seen some decent growth over the over the years, so there are new people buying these these shows, and and you know their pay-per-views have been, by and large, pretty damn good uh, over the the last you know year or so. I think every pay-per-view has been pretty pretty solid, and the last you know couple have been really really good uh, in my mind. So you have a little bit more of you know your AEW fans that are are, are investing in these pay-per-views now, investing in them a little bit more. Understanding that their money is going to be worth it, that understanding they're going to get a really good show. Where there was there was a time period for sure where you know some of those AEW pay per views were not great and, and they did end on sour notes or they were kind of iffy or so so or whatever. That that's kind of been done. I mean, they they've really delivered big, you know, with recent uh, pay per views. So you have those fans already that are already buying the shows, and then yeah, there's just an entire other you know not a very big fan base, but there is a fan base out there. There might be people that that you know, casually check out AEW or checked out AEW when it first started, but have kinda not Seen it recently or watched it recently or whatever? There's those fans as well that might be hooked into buying this if it's oh hey wow it's Okada versus Punk oh my God like that's a incredible match or whatever and and yeah there's there's some really really interesting stuff here for kind of deep wrestling fans that maybe have not bought AEW pay per views or deeper you know Japan wrestling fans that have not watched you know AEW or bought an AEW pay per view this opens up to them uh, as well so yeah I I just don't understand why the inclusion of of bigger stars is going to somehow result in this not selling as much as, as all out or not selling as much uh, as a revolution or whatever. So yeah, I I just don't buy it. But again, like we have no idea. This is all being said with the, the idea that they're going to treat this like a big deal. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't treat it like a big deal, but yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, if it's a bunch of six mans and it's all just AEW, not a you know, chance. Not yeah, a chance. like I, I agree. I don't think that's the chance. But like, just in case people are like, oh you guys said it was going to be a big deal, and then now it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Like that—that's not that that's going to happen. But like, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a big show. It's going to be treated as a big show. But and if it is, then yeah, I think it's going to sell. It's going to sell well. Like I just don't understand why you know in what in what universe this would be something that somebody would not want to see. If you're a wrestling fan, if you're a New Japan fan, or an AEW fan. I mean, why would you not want to watch this? And and yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of perplexing to me. But you
1: know. Well, the rumored main event was Punk and Okada. Look, I don't know if they're still going to do that, but that was the rumored main event even before the news broke that they were going to be doing this show. Um, In order to get to that match, you have to get through one AEW pay-per-view where Punk is go- presumably being a title match against Hangman Page. You've got to get through two New Japan major shows where Okada has to get through Tetsuya Naito. And then if he wins that match, he'd have to get through whoever's his challenger is going to be at Dominion. So if they do do that match, there's a chance that both of them are world champions. There's a chance that neither of them are world champions. There's a chance that one or the other is a world champion. If one or the other is a champion, they're going to win. Right? If they're both champion, then you're getting a 60-minute draw. And if neither one of them are champion, then there's a chance that one guy could win and then the other guy gets the win back at some point down the line. Maybe Punk wins on his home turf and then Punk goes to Japan and loses to Okada at Wrestle Kingdom or something. I'm just throwing that out there. So there's a lot that has to happen before we even get to this show in terms of, you know, and then looking at the matches that are booked and and the politics that are going to come into play. But if you've got a Punk-Okada main event and you don't think... And you think this pay-per-view is going to bomb or not do as well as the typical AEW pay-per-view? You're out of your mind. You have no feel for the business
2: well yeah and it's like uh, these people are acting like you know and and again we come from a standpoint of we're you know we understand we've been watching new japan forever we know all these wrestlers we you know people listen to this most people listen to this i think are consistent watchers of of new japan or have been at some point you all know the names like it's not like tatsumi fujinami falling into wcw and, and main eventing you know Star What was Star starcade 91 or whatever where fujinami main evented and it's like who the fuck is this guy like that's 1991 like if if There's going to be people, and you're going to see these these absolute fucking frauds tweeting, you know, again, let's go with the hypothetical of Okada versus Punk or whatever. There's going to be people saying, nobody knows who Okada is. Like, no one's going to buy it. It's like, people fucking know who Okada is. Shut the hell up. Like, they know who these guys are. They know who Tanahashi is. They know who Okada was. They announced Tomohiro Ishii at at the show. It got a fucking massive pop on, on Dynamite or whatever. Get out of here. I mean, you're going to see those fraud tweets. You just expect them. Get ready for them. They're there. But you just don't have to listen to them. You can ignore those people because those people, like I said, have just no feel for the wrestling business anymore. This isn't 1991. This isn't 1970. People are well aware of who these guys are, even if they... Now, it, you know, I have friends who know who Okada... They have probably seen one Okada match ever. They've heard, you know, maybe... But they they know who this guy is. They know he's good. They know he's a big deal. They know he's a star or whatever. They just don't watch Japanese wrestling for whatever reasons. But, like, they know who those guys are. They It's not... And again, like, if it's Punk versus a guy that you don't know, but they build up that guy as being a big fucking deal, Deal, and this guy's gonna be on dynamite and this guy's huge and people go nuts like you're gonna want to watch that like if are going to want to watch that so it's just yeah it's perplexing to me to see that the, the the pretzels that people are already twisting themselves in to say i don't know i'm not sure if this is gonna work like come on
1: yeah you know so you know you've got the built in moxley osprey match if you want to do that coming off of you know the the match in chicago they just had last week and it would be a rematch in the same town which would make sense I mean, there's a lot of different things they could do. They're already setting up an elite versus bullet club match. So you're going to get something like that. Uh, that fell flat. They tried to do the announcement with Adam Cole and Jay White. Yeah. And they were planting seeds for some kind of tag match. And the, the, the people live there weren't – they were expecting – when they heard Jay White's music, they were wanting Jay White to do some kind of physical angle or surprise match or something. But – um they were planting seeds for the elites versus bullet club and the, it just kind of fell flat. So you're going to get something in that direction. Um, So, you know, and and people are into, you know, the bullet club is still enormously popular. The elite is still obviously very popular and it's going to be interesting in in any kind of match they do with those guys. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, again, provided they promote it well and I, I have every reason to believe they will. I mean, and like you said, look at the pop that Adam Cole Ishii got when when Cole announced that last night. I mean, the place went apeshit for that. You're telling me these people don't know who Kazuchika Okada is? I mean, yeah, it's completely absurd. Um, completely absurd. Can we but, also uh, talk about
2: that we're getting a New Japan Ollie wrestling <laughs> pay-per-view? Fucking
1: awesome. Yeah, I mean, like no, Wrestling is so
2: cool it's, right it's, now. It's, wrestling is great. It's so good. Anyone who
1: downplays it is, is you know, they're out to lunch. They they're either have an agenda... Or they just don't understand or they're just repeating talking points from, you know, pundits and grifters who have reason to downplay anything that AEW does. Your are Eric Bischoff's people with no credibility to, to people who understand the wrestling business and you're smarter. Like Eric Bischoff doesn't have any credibility with anybody like Disco Inferno has no credibility with anybody with a brain. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, and, and then people repeat their talking points, the talking points from these, from these guys. I mean, and, and the big one now that everybody just dutifully repeats is that AEW isn't growing their audience and it's this perplexing puzzle as to, what they ever like what do they need to do to grow their audience? What is the what is the code (laughs) they need to crack to grow their audience? Which is the best part.
2: These are being earnestly discussed. Like there there's Eric Bischoff has a business of wrestling show and one of the main topics is why is AEW not growing? Like what 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 you know concerning oh it's very concerning that AEW is not growing. What can they do to grow? Why are they not growing? What mistakes are they making? What can they Eric they need to grow and they're not growing, why are they not growing? And it's like
1: Dude, there's, there's, and there's been a million takes from outlets in the last 24 hours since this announcement where basically the take is, yeah, this is going to be really cool for us and for fans like us. But, man, this just isn't going to grow the AEW audience. And it's like – and they, they just can't grow their audience. And it's kind of become an accepted talking point because of people like Eric Bischoff and Disco Inferno and Cheeseboard guy and I'm probably giving him too much credit because no one even knows he's he exists. Um you know and 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 all of these other uh uh you know pundits you know that that just repeat this when the facts are right in front of their face they consistently tell you that AEW isn't growing and can't grow and look I do this behind the paywall a lot but I I've never really done it here. I mean Rich just just to be, just to explain this to our free listeners and anybody else who gets past this clip because I think there's a lot of people who just are completely ignorant to this because they just parrot these pundits who don't know what they're talking about either through ignorance or because it's agenda-driven, but either way, it's just, it's, it's nonsense. Rich, since April of 2021, and I know you know this, But since April of 2021 – and I know our paying customers know this because I talk about it all the time, behind the paywall on the Thursday show. Since April of 2021, I'm going to go – and that's a year. That's a fucking year. I'm going to go right down the line and tell you the growth that Dynamite has had each month, year over year, since April of 2021. Now, so hold
2: on a minute. Growth.
1: Growth. These are facts.
2: Are you sure? Because I'm told I'm under the assumption they are not growing, Joe. So okay, try because these to, people to try, try to try to convince me the other way with your because facts. for
1: some re- because for some reason there's this talking point <laughs> that they're not growing and they, they cannot are. grow their audience because they keep doing things like New Japan Super Shows that only serve their current audience and yet and yet here is the year-over-year growth. Of dynamite since April 21. I'm going to give you each month, and they're not small numbers. April
0: 2021,
1: up 44%. Hmm. May, 31%. June, 26%. July, 38%. August, 23%. September, 33%. October, 30%. November, 22%. December, The only month without growth, they were flat. January, up 36%. February, up 24%. March, up 29%. That's total viewership of Dynamite, which allegedly is not growing if you listen to these imbeciles. That's not conjecture. That's not me giving an opinion. It's math. That is courtesy of WrestleNomics. You can get it from the Observer. You can get it yourself if you look up the numbers. Those are the growth figures of the total viewership of Dynamite over the past year, month by month. But these people will tell you they cannot figure out how to grow. And I'm not going to torture the listeners with the 18 to 49 numbers, but they're the same.
2: (laughs) They're also growing in those, yes.
1: Double despite not growing, every, despite not growing by large double digit percentages every single month since last April, with the exception of December
2: with a channel change in the in between that as well, which is an interesting thing as well, because we, we know yes. people that study the wrestling business will tell you that most times when you switch networks, that is. A detriment for a while. It takes a long time for people to come back and some people never come back. TNA multiple times over would switch networks, switch channels, switch time slots, switch times or whatever. And every single time they would lose a bunch of people, they gain them slowly back. But a lot of times they didn't come back. And a little, little by little over time, they stopped getting those people back and stopped getting them back. And every single time they changed, they basically hemorrhaged viewers over and over again. AEW uh, pretty much lost nobody and gained a lot of people, so it ended up working out pretty well for them to move to TBS.
1: Do you know who has negative growth year over year since November of
2: 2021? Hmm. Neg- so it's um, is, is it a to- wrestling company, in, Joe, that in, does this
1: in in total viewership? Okay. Negative growth four out of the last six months.
2: Interesting. Okay. Hmm. It's it's a wrestling it's, company, right?
1: It's a television show. It is the show with the needle mover, Roman Reigns, SmackDown. Oh, negative
2: w- WWE's Friday Night SmackDown on Fox, right?
1: Has negative growth hmm. year over year, four out of the last six months. How come people aren't asking what WWE has to do to gain new viewers and crack the mystery? Well of that's, the just, casual that's just viewer. the landscape,
2: Joe. The cord I you it's just the cord cutters, Joe. Come on. Can can you take YouTube. A, a wild
1: guess? YouTube. Are those a,
2: Joe are are, are are streaming counted in those ratings are <laughs> using? I thought that's the thing. Can you take a guess
1: which show has negative growth seven consecutive months <laughs> over the last <laughs> 7 months in year-over-year viewership? Uh, would it be
2: World Wrestling Entertainment's Monday Night Raw is War program.
1: You would be correct. Oh. Meanwhile, while SmackDown and but Raw continue. does that continue, count streaming?
2: <laughs> that's, that's my favorite. Well, time, like, you know, Brandon Thurston will, will tweet out, like, oh, this is the lowest Raw rating since, you know, you know, last February or whatever. Somebody goes, yeah, but what about streaming? Does this count streaming? It's like, they count streaming. They've been doing it for years. They count streaming, yes. They count well, streaming, well, yes.
1: Yeah. So, meanwhile, while Raw and SmackDown lose viewers year over year, mm-hmm. somehow, somehow. That company gets lauded for their ability to reach the casual viewer.
2: They do a great job of that, yeah.
1: right? and and finding new viewers, you know, because they've got they've got one of the Paul brothers, and and uh, and what's uh, Johnny Knight? What, what, yeah, and then they yeah, Bad Bunny,
2: Bad Bunny, multi 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 uh, something. Whatever reason star, they star, yeah, they've, Bad
1: Bunny. They've got the needle mover, Roman Reigns on SmackDown, right? You know they. Meanwhile, Dynamite has monster double digit growth. Some months over 40%, most months over 30%, all months over 20%, year over year. And we're sitting here wondering how they can crack the code to grow and find new viewers. Because Eric Bischoff, who's clueless, a clueless, grifting, idiot. A certified all-time fraud says so. Eric Bischoff has access to the same numbers I'm looking at. I'm sure he, uh, you know, is aware of Brandon Thurston. He follows him on Twitter. He can shell out the five bucks for the spreadsheet I'm looking at. He's aware of Dave Meltzer. He probably subscribes to the Observer, even though he buries it any chance he gets, because that's. Uh, well, he used
2: best. to be a source of the Observer, but I uh, yeah. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so weird, but uh, yeah. None He's, of
1: these ratings. to, numbers, to Dave a lot every week. None of, and none of these ratings numbers are are. It's all public. You can find this publicly. Yes. yes. You can do the numbers.
2: You could honestly can follow one numbers. person. You can follow one person and get everything that you need.
1: You could do it yourself. Yeah, you know? I'm. You know, I'm not pulling numbers. You know, this is all public. So what? So how? How is this? How you know? You listen to any of these Don't Be Ringer podcast. Ah, well, you know, AEW, they just can't find a way to grow. They're the show that's growing exponentially every month. The other shows are not. How about NXT? You want to throw them in, Rich?
2: Oh, God. <laughs> what a bloodbath. No, I don't think I want to, but actually Kevin, I do. Go ahead. Yeah, very... you... let's, let's find out what uh, NXT 2.0 is doing.
1: Seven straight months of negative year-over-year e,
2: growth. Yeah.
1: Same as Raw. Same as Raw.
2: After they went up against and, AEW, got absolutely piss-pounded and had to move over to Tuesdays, yes.
1: I'm, I will now read you Raw's year-over-year negative growth each month, starting with September of 2021. Negative four. Fourteen. Fourteen. Twenty-two. Twenty-four. <laughs> 10 10 and currently year to date uh uh week to date in April 4 those are all negative numbers negative growth in the demo even bigger numbers than their total viewership we all know that it's that they do that WWE struggles with the younger viewer they're losing more and more of them NXT it's mad dope yo it's geared toward the youth. It's the business.
2: Yes. Yeah. Of course. Do you want
1: to hear their year over year? Oh, God.
2: <laughs> Probably not, but go ahead.
1: Let's start with May 2021. Ne- and these are all negative numbers four, six, two, 20, 4, And get ready for this run 18, 11, 21, 17, God. 18, 19. And week to date in April? Negative 43% oh, growth God. in to 49. Oh, dear God. <laughs> They've lost almost 50% of their young viewers.
2: <laughs>
1: so I contend to you. And I wasn't going to do it, but let me do it. From April 2021, here is Dynamite's growth in 18 to 49. Right, These see. are all positive numbers. Hmm. 39, 24, 37, 37, 20. 32, 27, 11, negative growth in December. Remember, they did have the bad month. And then starting in January 2022, 38, 17, 30. And they're up 6% week to date in April. So those are all facts. Those are all numbers. I will toss in the fact that every pay-per-view, did you know this, Rich? That every pay-per-view that AEW has ever done has had year-over-year growth over the same pay-per-view the year before. I know you knew that, Rich. It's rhetorical.
2: It's <laughs> Those are staggering numbers. Bravo. So
1: it's not just Dynamite yep. with massive year-over-year growth every month. It's the pay-per-views. And we could get very granular and, and look at YouTube. Well, we're not going to do that. The point here is Dynamite and pay-per-views, the two most high-profile and arguably the two most important things, massive year-over-year growth. Go peruse Twitter, and even people who should know better will tell you that AEW just can't figure out how to grow. They can't reach new viewers, Rich. They can't do it. Why? This is what these people surmise. They're busy just making their core fan base happy. They can't reach the casual viewer. They can't reach the new viewer. Yet, double-digit growth in in basically every metric under the sun for a year. This is not a hot streak of 60 days. It's been a year. That's called a trend. I mean, what are we doing here? I would contend, Rich Krejci, that there is in fact a pro wrestling company that exists in America that is failing to reach new viewers and is failing to reach the casual viewer. And that company is WWE, who isn't growing by the consumer metrics. In fact, their shows are going backwards. Yes, he is the needle mover. And that needle is moving in the wrong direction.
2: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Not the way it's supposed to go. Not the way, not the way his t-shirt goes. His t-shirt shows it going one way, but unfortunately, most of the metrics are going the other, so...
1: Negative growth for of the last six months in total viewership, yeah. SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Negative growth in the 18 to 49 demo each and every one of the last six months for SmackDown. So I ask you, Rich Kreech, and I think everyone should start asking this question. What's WWE doing to reach new viewers? What are they doing? Because whatever they're doing is failing. It seems as though the company serving their customers And making their customer base happy is the one growing and magically finding new viewers. Why? Because the show's good. This isn't complicated. And slowly but surely, people are finding it. Because they don't intentionally shit on their audience like the other shows do. And that's why they have negative growth. The, the median viewer of NXT 2.0 last week was 60.1! I saw
2: that. They were 60 years old. For that hip, cool show, yeah.
1: Where's Eric Bischoff talking about WWE not being able to find Yeah, getting viewer?
2: older. Getting older by the fucking day.
1: He has a wrestling business podcast! <laughs> and he doesn't know anything! He's been
2: fired from all of this recent
1: He doesn't know anything, Rich.
2: (laughs) The last time he did anything resembling anything sort of – any modicum of success in the wrestling business was 24 years ago, Joe. The last time he was successful, I was 11.
1: I mean, why is – are you giving him an outlet? I know why. Somehow, people are listening to it. I mean, even with this announcement of this this super show, it's 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 it, it, this is what we're seeing, and, and I'm not talking about Twitter eggs. I'm talking about people who have podcasts and right, run people that sites. people that
2: make a lot of money doing this, like some modicum of money doing this.
1: And their reactions are, "Oh, well, this is great for the core fan base." Ah, there's AEW again, refusing to grow. The numbers are right in front of your face. You choose not to look at them because you're lazy. You don't know how to do your job, and you do a poor job. These people stink, and it's time to start calling them out. They're clueless. They're ignorant. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and not call them dumb, but in some cases, we know they are. And we need to start calling these people out. It's a joke.
2: Yeah, it, it, and I, I will say that uh, you, you published something this week at, at flagshippatreon.com uh, about, you know, casual fans and the casuals and that sort of stuff. And it became a a, a talking point a lot of play- – I mean, I, I saw it everywhere for the last few days was people discussing the casual fans, discussing this sort of stuff. And I will say what I have noticed this week more than almost any other week ever, and I don't know if it's 100% because of you, I don't know if it's partially because of you, I don't know, mostly – whatever it is, like, regardless if it was you or not, like, what I am glad to see is this week I've seen a lot of people saying – we need to stop with this casual fan bullshit. We need to stop yes. with this. What about these fans? What about the... What, and, and people saying, okay, let's move past that dumb argument. Because the argument's stupid. It's dumb at a point. But like, let's start now pushing back against that argument and saying, okay, so if there are this hypothetical casual fan, what do these casual fans want? Instead of just saying, oh, this isn't what casual, oh, no, casual, oh, and casual are fans are, oh, you know, these casual fans are all like this, oh, they're not going to like this. Identify yeah. them. Who yeah. are they, too? Yeah, who I are these like people? What do they, they like? What do they watch? Why are they not watching wrestling? When yeah. did they first watch wrestling? How do you, like, let's start putting some actual, like, analytical thought into this in, other than just saying, ah, I don't know, how's this going to grow the casual fan?" Okay, we've, we've moved past that. Okay, how are they going to grow the casual Okay, whatever. You tell us. You're the smart ones. You're the one ru- running a a, a a show about the wrestling business. Start telling us. How do you reach casual fans? What What is the secret sauce that nobody is doing that is apparently very easy and very simple to do? What's this thing that, that is not being done that you would do? Who are these fans? Identify them. Do some demographic data on them. How old are they? What are they like? What I mean, if you really want to keep trotting out this tired, old, boring, bullshit, casual fan thing, then all right. Let's start Let's start seeing some stuff here. Let's start actually talking facts. Let's get analytical about this. Who are these people? What do they watch? Why do they want to watch it? Why are they not watching wrestling? What are they consuming other than wrestling? Let's get, let's get into this because...
1: And step one, Rich, and you're absolutely right. Step one is, though, identify who these people are. Right. Because it... it and, and what Rich is referring to is I wrote an article behind the paywall uh, where I, I, you know, dig deep into this idea of, you know, the casual fan. And to me, it's just... It's, you know... I mean, just look at the title of the article. The title of the article is The Safety Blanket of the Stupid. And that what that refers to is the safety blanket of the stupid is the casual fan argument. Because it's like Rich is saying, uh, they can't explain to you how to capture the, ca- the casual fan, this alleged casual fan. They can't explain to you what the casual fan, this alleged casual fan is seeking. They can't even identify who the casual fan is. That is because Uh, In the way that, I'm not saying that there aren't casual fans of pro wrestling, because obviously uh, there are, but not in the way that these people throw around the term. When they throw around this term, they're just using a safety blanket. It's a get out of jail free card for any debate, because at this point, people just love to say uh, when they aren't interested in something that this mythical, unidentifiable casual fan must not be interested in something. And it's just a bullshit argument that says nothing. What it says to me is you're too dumb to formulate a real argument. Because you can't identify who it is. And like Rich is saying, you can't identify what it is this alleged fan is looking for. And when you apply it to AEW and say that they can't grow and they're not doing things for casual fans, you look even dumber. Because I just read the numbers to you. They're the Dynamite's the show that is growing by massive numbers. Huge double-digit numbers every month. That's the one that's growing. You should be applying these questions to Raw and SmackDown, which are not growing, which in fact are losing viewers. And they'll turn around and say, oh, well, the television overall is losing. View. Well, okay, well, then isn't that even more impressive with Dynamite is That's doing?
2: what I was going to say, and I, I meant to put a, a, a pin in that because when you were discussing that – I was going to say, well, the retort for all the negative WWE numbers is, well, people are cutting the cord, people are watching on YouTube, people are watching Netflix, ah, people aren't doing that, yada, 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 whatever, but like, okay, then... Explain why AEW is somehow not, you know, if that is true, which I'm not saying that that's not true. I'm not saying that the, the, the cable industry, that TV in general, that ratings in general have taken a massive hit from all those different factors. Everybody knows that. Everybody agrees. on. Every, there's not a single person on Earth that hasn't thought of that. It's always the first re- reply is, what about streaming numbers? And well, ah, there's people that cork out. We all know. We're all aware of what the landscape is. With that being said, though, now you need to also let me know why, despite all of those factors, why E.W. is still growing. Why the NFL year over yeah. year had growth in the ratings. Why the NBA playoffs this year has huge growth year over year uh, in the ratings. Why MLB last year, we talked about it a lot of times last year, was getting big growth. Uh, year over year. Even go back to 2019 as well, even skipping COVID years or whatever. And a lot of of companies are doing that now. I know the NBA recently sent out a press release, and they just skipped 2020. They're like, look, whatever. We know that was a weird year, it was strange, whatever. We're not even counting those years in ratings anymore. Our playoffs are up over what they were in 2019 or whatever, you now have to explain that, yes, while those are all factors, why Netflix and YouTube and cord cutting and all that stuff are factors, you have to explain why some of these entities it doesn't seem to be affecting, and at least in the pro wrestling sphere, if you're going to say, well, oh, well, what about this and this and this, you have to identify why one of these other shows is not losing viewers and is, in fact, gaining viewers in this apparently barren, awful, horrible, you know, apocalyptic landscape that is television, you now have to explain that. Again, you can't just say stuff anymore. I think we need to get to a point where we're not just going to let people just say shit because they say shit. Push back on it and say, okay, well, why then is a W not affected by cord cutters? Why then is a W not affected by people watching Netflix instead? Why is the NBA have huge growth? over the last few years why does the nfl doing massive massive growth these are all sports entities and there's a wrestling entity that is growing year over year in in the ratings and in their demos or whatever explain that if this is apparently a landscape that is just unachievable that you cannot possibly win in this landscape that it is right now when there are multiple entities winning and doing quite well like you have to explain that you can't we're, we're past the point of just saying stuff anymore we're done with that shit all right and, we're I, want done.
1: Facts. and I want facts because i have facts right I have numbers. I have data.
2: And you, and That's hey, if you're a random person listening to this and you want to start, you know, replying to those people, we just gave you facts. Go, go write down everything we just did right there. <laughs>
1: you know, Rich, what, what general age demographic is allegedly not watching TV anymore?
2: Oh, the, the young kids, 18 young, to 49, okay. 18 to 35, the, uh, you okay, know, 12, to 18, young, young 18 people, whatever. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: What, what age demographic is allegedly cutting all their cords? Yeah. The,
2: 18 to 34,
1: 18 kids. to 49. Yeah. Um, what, age demographic would be uh cr- you know new viewers that you might gain or create in the pro wrestling business who should you be going after in terms of chasing uh new viewers what age demographic yeah, 18 to think, 34
2: right? 18
1: to 49 i now present to you aw dynamite's growth in the 18 to 34 demographic since january of this year are you ready for these numbers rich i am
2: ready go ahead
1: in January. That's not bad. Plus 42% in February. Plus 75% in March. And current week to date in April, up 79%. These are the biggest numbers of all. And the ones I've saved for last. Because Dynamite is performing best in the youngest adult demo of all. People aged 18 to 34 year over year. Their biggest growth numbers are in the most desirable demographic in terms of creating new viewers and the hardest people to get to sit down in front of a TV. I mean, is that game, set, match or not? What are we doing here? They're not only finding new new viewers and creating new viewers, they're doing it with the youngest people. It's not the 60-year-olds who are watching NXT 2.0, who they're converting. It's new, fresh, young, vibrant viewers who allegedly you can't get to turn on a TV. Yet they're watching Dynamite more than they were last year by an 80% clip. And this is the show, Rich, they just can't figure out how to how to get new viewers. Can't get new, can't get new viewers, new- can't get young
2: viewers, can't grow. It's only us dorks, our basement, our yeah. basement dwelling wrestling dorks. 40 year old fat basement kids the uh, guys that, that that just never leave their house we're the only ones watching because it serves us it serves yep. us the wrestling dork but it does not serve the greater audience so, Yeah,
1: um... too busy you know making sure that the white males who are already watching wrestling are the one that's it the old white guys mm-hmm. just serving them with with uh and not you know not reaching that mythical casual viewer but that article is behind the paywall it's called um the the rudely titled safety blanket of the stupid. If you think the title is rude, wait till you read the article. (laughs) The
2: title's nothing.
1: (laughs) Listen, I I don't care anymore. I've been canceled more than Sabu. I don't care who doesn't like me. I go after everyone. and And I just do a takedown of this mythical idea of the casual fan. And I use the same facts that I just used on this show. It's nonsense. We shouldn't have to listen to it anymore. It's not based in any sort of data or reality. And it's time to start pushing back it's time to start pushing back you know and it's not about rooting for one side or the other it's about just being fair it's just about being fair i mean uh it's nonsense and we can't let these people get away with it anymore and like you said i don't know if it was my article that spurred it but yeah it, you know as soon as my article dropped over the next 48 hours there was a lot of pushback on this casual fan stuff so maybe more people like me and rich Kreich, And other people who do have whatever level of influence we have need to start pushing back and just speaking the reality of what's going on in pro wrestling. And, uh, you know, pushing back a bit, you know, and it's and, 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 and maybe that's what needs to happen. So people start talking about what's really going on as opposed to this utter nonsense. And, you know, I wish people wouldn't give all time frauds like Eric Bischoff platforms. I wish they wouldn't, but unfortunately there is an audience for that. And uh as long as there's an audience for it, it it's going to, you know, and, and and Eric is very smart. I've never said Eric wasn't smart. Eric knows who, who his audience is, and he knows who he needs to play up to and he knows the things he needs to say. Uh that's going to keep him relevant in those corners and those circles, and those people don't want to hear positive things about certain pro wrestling companies. They just don't or modern wrestling in general, in a lot of ways, you know his Zen his his Venn diagram is probably almost overlaps with Cornets. It's the same people, um, you know. So you know, it, it, it's just time to push back on this. I mean, the data supports our arguments overwhelmingly. Like it's not even debatable, you know. It's 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 overwhelming data. That yeah, the it's not like
2: fringe. Bad. It's not like ah 1%, 2%, 3%. What'd you say 83% was the uh the jump in the 18 to 34? In January 2022. Yeah. They were up 83%.
1: You know, they've been up they're up about 80% on the year in people 18 34 dynamite total viewership. You, you know, this this is hey, pay Brandon is 5 bucks. You could look at the same spreadsheet I'm looking at. Subscribe to The Observer. The numbers are there every week. You know, I'm not a magician. Like, I didn't do the work. I'm just, you know, it's like it's right there. All I do is look at the data and then come on the air and tell people what I'm seeing and what it means. That's all. That's all I do. These other people are frauds. And, you know, it, it's worse the ones that don't even bother doing the work and just take these guys at face value. You know, that that's a shame.
2: But, you know, yeah, you get you get headlines made out of these things. That's, you know, why is AEW not growing? You know, it's like a headline. You're like, what, what are we talking about? And you well, click you and it's, you know, it, yeah, yeah, it's a, a clip from, you know, some strictly business or whatever of Eric Bischoff sitting there and talking. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, that doesn't have to be a headline either, because that's not true. Like, push back against that. You don't have to repeat the headline just because Eric Bischoff said it or just because Jim Cornette said get, get on it. Like, these,
1: you know, yeah. If, if one of these aggregation sites post that, get on them. Say, no, that's false. They are growing. Why are you posting this? Right. Well, it's not going to stop them.
0: No, no, no. But
1: I,
2: I said, I will. I was very encouraged this week when I saw how many people that, that I trust and how many people I think are, are smart wrestling fans and, and good wrestling fans. And, and you know, not, not necessarily people that subscribe to us or listen to us or any of that sort of stuff. Like, people that I just know, like, in the grand sphere of things were... We're pushing back against. Hey, okay, well, let's stop using this casual fan bullshit. Let's just stop. You know, I saw a lot of that this week. Of okay, you know, people challenging. Okay, well, hey, you say they're not growing. You say that the casual fan. You say that or whatever. Like, let's you know, okay, let's start looking some data here. It's all there. We have years worth of data now. We have AEW. We have three years of AEW now. You know, we have we we have it's not a, a year it's not six months it's not a little bit we have years of data now in aew that we can go back and look at we have years of data with WWE on Fox we have years of data on, on on raw you know dating back years and years and years like we can do this stuff it's not that hard we can look at it analytically and we can study this and come to real conclusions with this stuff we don't have to just make random guesses or just repeat platitudes like we don't have to do that anymore there's data backing this stuff there's there's stuff that we can look at that that, that, that tells us one way or another and again like I I'll be more than happy to say, oh shit! Well, okay, if WWE all of if Fox for the next six months turned around and we're, we would be on the show the same way, saying, "Whoa, what did it, what did WWE do? They they grew fifteen percent in this and twenty seven percent in this." Like I, you're just reading numbers. You're just saying, "Here are the overall numbers." Like it's not, you know, there's nothing going on. But it it it's at the end of the day, it's like, all right, well, here's what the facts are. And yet, if you just kind of scroll on these websites or you go to a website or you scroll on Twitter, or whatever, you're just inundated with. These just complete false like, nothing, just garbage, just trash, just nothing based in any amount of reality, just guys talking about stuff and with, with nothing backing up what they're talking about and, and and we have to do better. we we can do better. We have so many we have all the resources to do better in the wrestling business. We have so many resources right now in the wrestling media to do better, and we just people just choose not to. people just choose to just the most basic, clippable headline thing boom there we go just regurgitated over and over and over thousand times over and here we are and we're just in the state where we have people questioning every single week why is AEW not growing when as you pointed out there they couldn't possibly be growing anymore <laughs> like it'd be it'd be stupid for them to grow anymore and they're already growing it'd be it'd be unrealistic you would have to wonder what the what's wrong with the data for them to grow any more than they are 83 percent year over year in then 18 to 34 that sounds like a typo that sounds like it can't be real but there we go but yet every week you know what are they doing? What, why aren't they growing? Why, you know, what's TNT gonna say? What's Warner gonna say? Oh my god, <laughs> they're kind of like, you know,
1: if, if you uh, if you want to read the article, it's on all price tiers, by the way, so you can read it for as little as a dollar. Yep. I don't care, sub pay the dollar, read it, and then un- immediately unsubscribe, just read it. Okay, um, or if you like that, I mean, we've got a There's ton a lot of, other of good content. stuff.
2: I was gonna say, I would, I would stick with it if I were you, but.
1: I mean, you finished up the Yes Movement Mm -hmm. audio series. Which, by the way,
2: speaking of breaking narratives, listen to that show because I go deep, 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 deep into the story of Dana Bryan uh, towards WrestleMania 30. I just wrapped that up this week. Uh, That is a show all about destroying narratives of what people think that story was and what the whole miracle on Bourbon Street and the Yes Movement all about what people say about that or what WWE will say about that or what documentaries will say about that or what video clips will say about that. But I give you the real dirt on what was actually supposed to happen and how Daniel Bryan was not supposed to be anywhere fucking near the title picture at WrestleMania 30. And it took Batista bombing, CM Punk leaving, and then finally just saying, fuck it, who cares? Fine, Daniel Bryan. And it probably took, and I explore that in chapter seven too, it probably took the WWE Network launching and them just not giving a shit about pay per view buys anymore, also to make it happen. So yeah, that is, we speak about narrative busters and just busting like just the most basic, bottom of the barrel, easy to consume, you know, ideas about wrestling. That show is all about that. It's about. Uh, I I actually put a clip out uh, or an entire audio file out that has all seven chapters. So if you have not listened to all seven chapters, if you're just jumping in right now, uh, that is an aisle file. I think it's just under six hours or just over six hours uh, with every single chapter, all seven chapters of the the yes movement back to back to back. So if you want to sit down and say, all right, let me hear the real story of how Daniel Bryan got to WrestleMania 30 and won the championship. That is there for you right there. Uh, uh, Yeah.
1: You've got the six hour mega cut. If they want to do it all in one shot. And then you have the seven individual chapters as well. Uh, you also wrote a piece about Kushida exiting the company, which we'll get to in a bit, but you wrote a piece about WWE's history with male Japanese wrestlers, which was very in-depth showing how they just cannot handle, uh, uh, you know, even in some cases being gifted stars and, uh, the, the horrible history of WWE and how they've handled Japanese wrestlers. Um, somewhat related to that. We had a news update, uh, regarding Kushida's exit from the company with tons of exclusive notes straight from the new Japan locker room, why Kushida left, what his next move uh, is probably going to be pitches that he made to the new Japan bookers already. um, And, and also some names of some other new Japan wrestlers that WWE attempted to poach Uh, the process of uh, there's just so much in there. So there's a news update regarding that behind the paywall uh the my article, which I noted, which is actually available as a special, you can read that on any of the, the three price tiers. Ten dollars though gets you everything, including all of the written content. But if you want to just drop in and read that piece that I've been talking about, which which is uh, a total takedown of this nonsense casual fan argument, which is just total bullshit, uh you can read that for a buck. And then uh, you know, Thursday TV reviews drop today. There's just so much behind the paywall. So um check it out and pick a price tier that works for you as uh as we work in a uh a plug here for the paywall but um you know when you look at this data I mean Rich we come on here pretty often and say that AEW should follow the WWE playbook in terms of making business to business guaranteed money deals I mean WWE has has just you know th- there's a reason they've had their two biggest Uh, their two most successful financial years in their history the last two years. And it's those business-to-business guaranteed money deals that they've cut with Fox, NBC, and the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. We've come on this show and we've said that numerous times. Oh, yeah, that'd be the
2: easiest thing to do, yeah, to to cut that check and get that. Great.
1: Yeah, and and that's what AEW is attempting to do with, you know, uh, uh, this is why they tape 1,000 matches for Dark. This is why they've acquired the ROH Tape Library. They want to get to X amount of hours and – and, and get the, that same bag. They want to keep growing, which they are growing on television, and get a new television contract. And, and we've said many times they should emulate WWE's path in terms of business-to-business deals. Uh, I am now convinced, when you look at the data, that uh, contrary to popular belief, I think WWE should be looking at AEW and Tony Khan's booking and follow that path in terms of trying to attempt to gain new viewers. It's very obvious to me that one show is doing a tremendous job gaining new viewers in the desired demographics, especially. And the other promotion shows are doing a terrible job at gaining new viewers. In fact, they're losing viewers year over year each month and losing them in the desired demographics at a higher rate than they're losing them in the older demographics. It's funny because the... uh, uh, the, the the narratives that are out there are completely opposite. Right. <laughs> They're completely opposite of what the reality is. I mean, they should be copying what Dynamite's doing. What Dynamite has proven is if you serve wrestling fans, fuck this fabricated, imaginary idea, this idea of the casual fan. If you just serve wrestling fans, they will find you. They'll find you. It may not happen overnight.
2: Yeah, it appears, Joe, and and this is a, a bold take by me that it appears casual wrestling fans like wrestling when it's good. Is is that and, uh, wild? Wild. Now, take now stick Rachel. with me here. Not they if they they used to be wrestling fans, or they once were wrestling fans, or they have friends that are wrestling fans, or whatever, whatever you want to call. It. They've seen wrestling before, but they don't watch all that when it's good and people talk about it and it's exciting they start watching again. It's very weird. Whereas I thought that if you just put Bad Bunny on, they would just magically, by osmosis, start watching your wrestling show. But apparently that's not the case, is what you're telling me.
1: That's what the data says, Rich. Mm. You got to tell good stories. We hear that one a lot, too. Well, which show is growing? <laughs>
2: yeah, who's telling the good stories, then, I guess?
1: The one that tells the good stories. I mean, that actually, that's right. You do have to tell good stories. <laughs> right. But... <laughs> yeah. but, but where they're wrong is that one show does tell good stories yeah. and the right. other one has purple lights remember.
2: the other one has a lot of purple yeah. lights though so they they definitely win in that so if the casual fans like purple lights uh they will certainly be uh, uh gravitating towards uh world wrestling Entertainment's offerings so <clears throat> anyway there you go so that's, that is that's uh a segment on the super show huh? yeah <laughs> there you go i mean there's nothing to talk about with the super show but uh it was about time we had a, a good old segment like that it's been quite a while uh, since we touched on uh AW business comparatively to uh, to WWE or whatever. But uh, before we get into our next topic here, we're going to stick with uh, New Japan. Uh, we do want to tell you that this episode of the Flagship Podcast is sponsored by our friends at HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That is why they are America's number one meal kits. You get farm fresh seasonal produce and easy to make recipes delivered right to your door every single week. Ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in under a week, so they always arrive fresh and all without a trip to the grocery store or your farmer's market. It's all about convenience with HelloFresh. Not only do the ingredients come pre-portioned so you're not overbuying or wasting food, but it's easier than ever to get filling meals on the table in a snap with options like family friendly or quick and easy recipes. You can choose from over 50 different weekly options and skip weeks when you need to change your delivery date or update your preferences all in the very easy to use HelloFresh app. So I've been using it a little bit. I've been dabbling in the HelloFresh. I will say one of the things that they, I do like about HelloFresh more so uh, than other meal deliveries that we have talked about on the show is that I am full after I have a HelloFresh meal. I wasn't always full uh, after the other uh, meal delivery services. Very often, we would finish the meal, the nurse and I, and we'd look up at each other and go, oh, god damn it. We're still very hungry, aren't we? Yes. And then we'd have to go out, and we'd eat some horrendous food. We'd eat some shitty pizza, or we'd get a, slice, you know, we'd get a hot dog or a slice of pizza. Or whatever. That never happens with HelloFresh anymore. When HelloFresh is done, we are done, and the rest of our night uh, can carry on. So that is very, very nice uh, but, uh, yeah, I, the meals are very easy, very quick, uh, pre-portioned. I'm not overbuying. I'm not throwing away a bunch of stuff anymore, which is really, really good. You go to the grocery store. You want to buy a couple things. You end up having to buy 15 of these vegetables. and It's it's annoying, and this is nice. Everything's pre-portioned. I'm not wasting anything anymore. But, uh, yeah, you can now uh, jump into HelloFresh as well. If You go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW16 and use our promo code VOW16 to get to up to 16 free meals And three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash VOW16. You are going to get 16 free meals and three free gifts if you use that promo code VOW16. Again, HelloFresh.com slash VOW16. Use that promo code VOW16. Get 16 free meals and three free gifts. Uh, And that is HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. We thank them so much for sponsoring us.
3: And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
2: All right. Uh, let's talk about Windy City Riots. Ah, looks like uh, New Japan had a show in Chicago, Joe, this last week. That's good.
1: Full house, right?
2: Uh, full. Oh, yeah. For the brim, yeah. And this is the final show in the... Uh, the lovely world famous odium in uh, in Villa Park Illinois it is becoming a trucking depot or something afterwards and that's uh, is this I will four tell your
1: house would you say or what was that thousand,
2: four figure house oh or yeah I would say I forget what um I have to see what those set up for Global Wars twenty seventeen was because I would say it was right around the same thing that Global Wars was. Uh, all those years ago. Let me see if they actually announced a. You were at both shows? I was at both, and yeah, it felt to me like it was almost exactly the same. But let me see if I can get the number uh, of that. But yeah, full, complete full house, uh, very very good house. Um, I would say yeah, you'd have to be very very impressed uh, if you were. So I'm I'm not been able to find uh, attendance on Global Wars, but it was good. I would say four figures for sure. Uh, maybe 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 high end three figures, but I think I'm pretty comfortable. Uh, saying four figures mostly because it took about uh, i don't know an hour and a half to get into the actual building um so i missed some of the sh- uh, some of the show some of the early parts of the show uh, were tough to get into because they were not ready for the amount of people that were coming in there uh, very ill prepared the odium uh, very ill prepared for people to come in t- uh, to, to actually watch shows uh, there and and in the numbers and the seating arrangements were all screwed up a lot of things were fucked up i will not be uh, crying any tears about the uh, uh the 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 end of the odium even though it is it, it is close to my house so that does suck that uh, a venue that hosts wrestling that's like 15 minutes from my house is not going to be around anymore but uh yeah given given the setup and and the aesthetics and a lot of the other stuff about the odium i will uh, i will not be crying uh, any tears but yes it was impossible to get into that thing it took about an hour and a half to get this gigantic line in there they ran out of parking they were parking people on fields and uh most of the audience probably missed i i think Almost everybody in the audience seemed to miss the dark match, uh, and definitely a lot of people missed uh, the four, the first actual match on uh, on, on Windy City Riot. Uh, I was able to sit down by the uh, second match, uh, and most people by the second match were were, were were thankfully in. So they did get people in, but yeah, nobody saw the dark match, I think, and, and pretty, pretty low numbers probably saw uh, the opener. So that kind of sucked uh, with that standpoint. I've heard also on fights uh, that the stream had a lot of issues. Uh, I don't know. Were you watching live, or did you watch On Demand for uh, Windy City Riot? I watched
1: On Demand, but that's a joke. I mean, you know, you, you, AEW has come in, and we know that they've taken um, a giant chunk out of New Japan's market share over the last three years because New Japan used to be the alternative to WWE if you were a disenfranchised WWE fan, and that's why they were setting all-time gate records in the Cow Palace and selling out Madison Square Garden and and drawing all these uh, big numbers in the United States, which they are not in a position to do now. I mean, they could put fifteen hundred people. Um, you know, in a building for, uh, what was the name of that? Uh, last, uh, uh, the battle in the Valley show in November, they can, uh, fill up that new LA Coliseum deal Mm -hmm. for, um, you know, whatever that show was called, which was, uh, what the hell was the name of that show?
2: Um, Uh, like an, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, yeah.
1: No, that was a sellout, like 1200 people or Mm -hmm. something. And they could put a thousand people in this Odeon for this Chicago show. So there's still a fan base there. Resurgence was the torch. Resurgence was the, that's right. Um, you know, and they can put close to a thousand. You know, when they when they go to the ECW arena and and some of these other stops with the New Japan strong shows. But gone are the days where they can draw sixty six hundred people or fill up MSG. And you know, because you know, for many reasons. I mean, the the pandemic has a lot to do with it, and popularity of New Japan dropping. Uh, because of that, because the Japanese product hasn't been as good, but the primary reason is AEW came in and and took over that role as the alternative, and and uh, and and of course they pl- they they plucked the elite. Of course, that has a lot to do with it as well. Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes and Young Bucks were all draws for them, and and, and those sorts of things. So when you're struggling for market share, you know you you, you can't run these Mickey Mouse operations with your pay per views. You can't have these technical issues. You can't have the commentators going in and out. You can't have the audio feed not matching the video feed. It's a joke. You've got to, if you want, you got to be major league. Okay, you're not game changer wrestling. You're not, you know, some indie streaming on IWTV. I mean, no disrespect. Yeah, and a lot of those. You-
2: I mean, I, w- I would say a lot of those. I mean, technically, we we have we have entered into a. And I was thinking about this the other day, uh and I was actually having a conversation with 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 some people at fight or whatever, or you know, over you know some different things or whatever, and mostly talking to them. Had some questions about hey you know you, you use the service what are your thoughts and yada, yada 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 kind of a wasn't like it was kind of an informal survey and i was gonna say look look i grew up in an era or g- g- grew up came up in this era where Go fight live and all, I mean, there was so, I mean, Goddamn streaming was just the fucking worst for for years. It came to the point where people just stopped buying pay. I mean, how many times did Gabe have to do make goods on WN Live and email everybody? okay, you'll get you'll get the show uh, and the replays, and we'll give you tomorrow's show for free because this show sucked. Like we went through years of this stuff. It felt like seemingly like five years of this. And then finally, companies like Fight came in. Companies like New Japan, New Japan proper, New Japan World came in and, and 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 changed the game. Dragon Gate Live. And like now we are at a point. IWTV, I will say, we are at a point where even the most basic, like, random show run on IWTV is mostly fine. Like, yeah, maybe production aside, like they don't have the lights a, a, as good, or maybe the commentators don't sound that good, but it works. You know that when you go to IWTV and try to watch X show, that you're gonna be able to watch it. You know that when you go to fight on a certain time, you're usually gonna be able to watch it. When you go to this, but whatever, like we've entered that point with wrestling streaming, which is great, then to hear that like on Saturday that like people just straight up couldn't watch the show. The feed would go down. The commentators you couldn't hear. There was buzzing, the camera I mean, it's just like, what no? You can't do this anymore. In 2022, we're past that point, man. I mean, I I you can watch perfectly live stream perfectly good live streams from fucking Alaska. WrestlePro Alaska was on fight and was fine and streaming perfectly. You can't have that and then also now have New Japan Pro Wrestling on Fight TV and you can't fucking watch the show or listen to it. I mean, that's just – it's embarrassing. You can't do that.
0: Especially
1: the position they're in. I mean, any rub that they get – like, obviously, they're in business with AEW now because they're trying to uh, you know, reinvigorate their American business and and, and get back into the scene. And it's like uh, you can't have people be introduced to New Japan Pro Wrestling through AEW and then order these shows and get this Mickey Mouse bullshit. You can't. They got to fix it. I don't care what you got to do. You got to fix it. Um, you know, uh, 2277
2: so that's, the attendance from from chris samsa so that's a wow it blew out way more than i thought that's awesome you're a
1: bad estimator
2: i am that's not a very one. good estimator. i used to and, be good but i used to be good when res- when i go to indie shows and have to count you know 200 people that was easy yeah i uh, was very very off 2277 for a windy city riot so
1: yeah so you know like i said you you could see that there's still a fan base there okay But the difference between doing fifteen hundred fans or two thousand fans or whatever at a New Japan show, and doing seven thousand fans and being able to run Madison Square Garden, is is the chunk that has been taken away market share wise by AEW. So, and things like this, you can't have this. You have to have a a, you know if people are going to try it, uh, you know who are hearing what's what's all that what's you know and then they they get this this kind of stream. I mean that's a joke. It just it just cannot happen. You can't allow it to happen. And uh, I don't think enough was made of it. Honestly, I mean they should be buried for it. You know they absolutely, you know they they came back to Access TV, Rich, and they're airing after Impact, and the first episode did a hundred thousand viewers. Okay, right, kind of in line with what we thought they were doing in the previous era. You know before uh, Nielsen was was tracking Access TV numbers. Okay, um, they were. Uh, Meltzer was claiming they were doing between 100 and 200 thousand viewers for the New Japan show, and eventually it caught up timeline-wise as well. Well, they came back to Axis, airing after Impact with 100 thousand viewers—a very strong number—but with old matches. Again, these are own goals. These are these are self-inflicted mistakes. These are double faults, to use a tennis analogy. Okay, and now, a couple months on, they're barely hitting 50 thousand viewers for that show. 100,000 people showed up for the first one. They were hungry for it. They were ready for New Japan back on TV. And you gave them matches that were ancient. You can't get away with that anymore. Okay? You can't give people old matches on TV when they have all of these other options to watch wrestling. You can't give them streams that don't work. What are we doing here? Okay? It's an uphill battle to begin with because AEW came in and wiped you off the face of the earth. I know the pandemic had something to do with it, but it would have happened anyway. Your goal now should be the solid number three because you're not getting the number two. You lost that, and it ain't coming back. But now you're fighting tooth and nail to be number three because you can't get a stream straight. And you're airing matches that are six months old on TV. Come on, man. What are we doing here? Get the damn tape from whatever aired in Japan last week and get it on Axis. This can't be that difficult. Not if you're serious about it. I don't want to hear any excuses. If you're serious about it, you will have up to date matches on TV, and a stream that works.
2: Yeah, anyway, it, Rich. That's well, no, what no, I no. And I, no, and and I think you're absolutely right because I think the, the frustrating part about it is that New Japan is—they're there. I mean, they, the the product is there again. The product is good. Like this Windy City Riot show, I thought was tremendous. I thought from beginning to end really really great stuff high level stuff like you mentioned on your Wrestlemania weekend reviews the difference between New Japan and all these other quote-unquote indies running on Wrestlemania weekend was fucking night and day it was it was unbelievable the leap and you know just the look and the feel of the work being done and I think New Japan is doing great jobs in terms of that both domestically and in Japan that they've now turned I mean whatever down I was very down on them during the pandemic I was very down on them in 2020 and 2021 but like I can very, you know, I with, with you know, complete confidence tell you that like I am really enjoying what they've been doing uh, so far over the last couple months. It feels like a hot product again. It feels like they're kind of firing on all cylinders again. You have yeah, this AEW announcement. I think their 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 growth in America has been pretty fun to watch. Like they're all there. The product is there, but now it's about the delivery. Now it's about making sure: Are you ready to play big boy ball again? Are you ready to kind of step up and and and, and you're absolutely right. Yes, leaving that show. And getting on my phone and, and thinking, oh man, I can't wait to see what people are saying about this. And everybody's saying, oh, I couldn't watch it. Ah, oh, the stream fucking sucked. There, oh, I couldn't see it. it. Was like, man, like what? The, this this should have been a huge, huge, huge buzzworthy show, and it just did not. The buzz coming out of it was, this stream sucks. I can't watch it. I couldn't see it like that, that and that stinks. Cause like in the building, everybody was 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 clearly all in on like whatever the hell New Japan is doing these days. So it's easy wins that 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 they can. They can, they can win. They can, they can do this. They have the product to do it, but yeah, it's, they're going to have to really just decide that they want to step it up over the next year and, and do it, so I'm with you.
1: Yeah, so disappointed from that aspect. Um, a lot of missteps here as the world starts to open back up, and uh, okay, so we're told that this week's New Japan on Axis is the New Japan Cup semifinals, so we're getting closer, okay? The problem here is we've run everybody off. We ran everybody off. So by the time you catch up, you've lost half your audience. I don't know how they came out of the gate with old ass matches. I mean, you can't. You can't get away with that anymore. You know? And now, you know, the 50,000 people that don't watch anymore and 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 through their hands, they might not even know that they that it's it's still not caught yeah, up.
2: They've almost caught up, yeah.
1: I mean, the, the semifinals of the New Japan Cup, when was that? That had to be at least a month ago. Oh, God, New
2: Japan Cup wrapped up. (sighs) Yeah, when did the New Japan Cup, yeah, semifinals, man. That would have been, yeah, what, late late March, I think. um, New Japan Cup. 26, March Uh, 26, so almost a full month, almost a full month.
1: Still a month behind. Yeah. Still a month behind. You know, they may not be able to catch up any closer than that, but why not? It's fucking 2022. Why can't you run the same tape people in Japan are getting? Maybe a week behind. You got to do commentary. Or I, I get it.
2: Well, I mean, they were doing. I mean, those. I mean, especially the New Japan Cup. I mean, they were all doing live commentary, right? I
1: mean, that's true. Yeah, you shift commentary anyway. It's a good point. It's a good point. But I mean, geez, to come out of the gate with those old matches, I knew that was going to be a disaster. You know, it's a shame. And they started off with a hundred thousand people watching that show at ten o'clock at night. At ten o'clock at night, they had a hundred thousand people. Watching that show after impact. So um, you no, know, they're making some mistakes here, but you know, look, they're gonna have this super show that's gonna help tremendously. I'm curious to see what the New Japan exposure on Dynamite as we get closer to the Forbidden Door show does for the Axis show. Yeah, this would be, be a good week. Yeah,
2: this would be a really good week to maybe track. Okay, what did Axis do this week and then now you know, look at, at moving forward. If the people do start checking that show out on access, if, if AEW makes a note to, to say, Hey, you can watch you Japan on access or whatever, because it'd be smart for them to do that. Like, yes, it's a, you know, a, 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 another network or whatever, but they'd be smart to say, Hey, you know, you can check out all these guys on access TV or whatever. Cause like that will only increase the awareness of who all these people are and and, and whatnot. So I, I think, yeah, it'd be an, an, an interesting to track that over the next couple weeks to see if uh, the access TV number does uh, kind of have a, a little bit of a peak uh, but uh, let's get to this Winnie City Riot show here, because uh, there have a few other things we need to touch on before we uh, depart. But I thought overall, a really, really good show. Uh, the live bump probably helped it a little bit, but I thought from top to bottom, uh, a lot of really good stuff. Uh, bookended by two great, great matches, uh, and, and, and and versus Minoru Suzuki. Other uh, than the main event of Moxley versus Will Ospreay, so we'll we'll start there. We'll start with Moxley and, and and Ospreay, which I thought was tremendous. That was one of the best live matches I've been to in in, in quite a while. I mean, I was a little spoiled here in Chicago. I get to see a lot of great matches because a lot of great matches seem to happen in Chicago because AEW and New Japan run here a lot. But uh, that was real. I mean, that was high level, great great stuff. Yet another feather in the cap of Will Ospreay, who I think is just lapping the field and wrestler of the year at, at this point. I just cannot even imagine who else you would even have as your wrestler of the year to me if you're watching if you're watching all these companies and you're watching wrestling I just don't understand how you can't can't have Will Ospreay as your wrestler of the year given what his output's been and where his output's been in various companies or whatever but I thought Moxley and Ospreay was great stuff I saw a lot of people very confused about the finish so let's talk about that Joe Joe uh before we uh you know you know kind of move on to other matches first off what do you think of the match and then let's talk about the finish though because I think that's the most important part that you and I you, under, I, I, We haven't talked about this before, but I've seen what you've talked with, with other people about, either on our Discord or whatever. You get it. You understand it. I got it. I understood it. People that have watched the New Japan Cup, we get it. We understand it. But there are a lot of people that don't understand what happened at the end. So, first off, what would you think of the match? And then then we'll dig into the finish a little bit.
1: Yeah, well, that's just it. I mean, it exposed that a lot of that crowd hasn't been watching their New Japan world. That's number one. Um, the match was great. Low-level match of the year contender. Uh you know, so at least four and a half, somewhere in that neighborhood. That's right. I went
2: four and a half right around right the
1: dot. The work was fantastic. It was intense. It was bloody. It was everything you would want. You know, the one my one takeaway with the work, and I'll get to the finish, was um, I know we don't have a ton of time. I'm not going to go over spots and everything. But these two guys worked so hard. I, I don't know the last time I saw a match where – the two participants both worked as hard as these two guys worked. Um, they, you know, I hate to use cliches, but they they really, they left their bodies out there. I mean, they, you want to see two people try as hard as they can to have a great pro wrestling match and make the other guy look good. I mean, this was it. They killed themselves. It was intense, uh, perfectly paced. Their bodies went through hell. And these are two psychopaths who will put their bodies through hell. Neither one of these guys give a shit. They have no regard. And from that perspective, this was a perfect storm. And it really made me want to see these guys have a series of matches. That's why I brought it up earlier. I I really hope this is a match at the Forbidden Door show. And then, you know, maybe you could have Will Ospreay get a win back. And, you know, with Moxley not holding a title right now and that could be one of the political concessions that Khan makes. That's a good guy to beat, right? Like Moxley right now. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. And and I don't think he would care about it. I don't think they should care about it. Like, I think he's, he's pretty Teflon at this point. So yeah, I I agree. That's if you're, if you're, cause you're, they're going to get to that table and there's going to be a lot of like, ah, I don't know about that guy losing to this guy or whatever. Like, like you can do two of things. You can either just be complete cowards and just all have these six mans and, and clearly make it obvious who's going to take the loss or whatever. Or you can get to that table and say, all right, like, who, who are you willing to have lose? And, that, and that's, I, I think, where a, a new relationship like this, I think, and, and wrestling the way it is in 2022, I think that they are probably smart enough to get to the table and say, hey, let's make the best matches possible, but let's make some concessions here. Okay, well, are you okay with this guy losing? Are you okay with that guy losing? And, and you're absolutely right. When you get to that table and you're coming up with the matches, John Moxley's a perfect guy to say, hey, look, you know what? We don't, we're not saying that Okada has to lose. Tanahashi can win. We'll have Moxie lose. How about that? Is that okay? You know, let's do that, and then maybe you can he give us feels something. Like a
1: good, yeah. He feels like a good bargaining. Chip
2: right, 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 right. Like well, I wouldn't want on like, his
1: level of push right now, and all that.
2: Right, like I don't want Hangman. Like if Hangman's still the champion going yeah, right, right I'm like, right. no, he's he's a no. We're not losing. You know, Hangman's not losing. You know, Will's not losing. Like there, there's there's certain guys that are no's, but Moxie seems like a one that. Yeah, you know what? We can sell that for sure. Moxie. Yeah, that's not a problem. We can do that. So um, I'm with you. I think that'd be a smart one.
1: Yeah, especially since. You know, he's kind of works for both companies because the other thing, but, you know, he won the first match too. So it's like, but I talked about this behind the paywall. You also have to remember, AEW has the high ground here. I mean, if, if, if New Japan would have done business with them three years ago, when Chris Harrington went over to Japan, when New Japan told them to kick rocks for a variety of reasons, right? They weren't established yet. There were still fresh wounds from the elite jumping and, and leaving the company and going to AEW And it didn't happen then. Harold May was a barrier. New Japan would have had the high ground in these sorts of things. That's not the case three years later. AEW clearly has the high ground. And I do think they have the upper hand in these sorts of political scenarios. But it would be wise of Tony Khan to do the give and take. But I do think in the biggest matches and the most important scenarios... Because AEW has the high ground, New Japan can't really bully Tony Khan. Tony Khan can bully New Japan. Yeah. But with that said, I do think with the with the way Moxley is slotted right now and booked, he's a great bargaining chip as someone you can beat.
2: Right, especially if it's like a to will, will Ospreay. I mean, Moxley will, yes. will. He's a worker and he's a pro wrestler, but I think he understands. You know the the, the what Osprey. Represents the wrestling world. The what Osprey represents to New Japan in, in particular, and we find be fine losing to a guy like him. He's going to want to go, you know, twenty-five minutes with the guy and 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 have a few, you know, nice hope spots and and definitely get his get his shit in. But like, I think at the end of the day, he's 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 probably fine taking a one-two-three. You well.
1: know, I don't think he's the kind of guy who gives a shit. No, I don't think he cares that. Get much. in there and wrestle and have a good match. And but anyway, this is a great match, and I hope it's Look, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. We have no idea if they're doing that match. Um, I hope they do. I hope because these guys ended up having incredible chemistry. It's getting to the point where Will Ospreay could have a great match with anyone. Um, and the finish, I mean, look, if you were paying attention to New Japan Cup and paying attention to New Japan storylines, the finish made a ton of sense. Um, did Will Ospreay kick out before the three count? Yeah, it looked like he did.
2: Uh, right? they, they've shared, a, or he's shared a, 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 a slow motion video on Twitter that he has indeed kicked out before three. You see him but, visibly kick out. Yep.
1: But then, Rich, what happens immediately after the kickout?
2: Then he taps out.
1: Moxley puts him in the choke, and he taps out. So what you do here is advance his storyline of where he believes, as a delusional heel, that the company is against him and the referees are against him, because this is a story that they've established in New Japan Cup on that tour. And he has a legitimate gripe, right? The ref did fuck up and screw him. But... He then taps out. He didn't. You get the visual tap out anyway, right? So it's a great finish because this shitbag heel, even though we all saw him tap out, he still has a legitimate gripe to whine
2: about. Right. This is
1: classic pro wrestling. (laughs)
2: Right. Right. Like he's saying, he's he's not refer. He hasn't referred to once the tap out, and the video that he tweets still has the tap out in there in slow mo. And there's people that are like, oh, you tapped out, though. And he's like, yeah, look, my shoulder was up. My shoulder was up. And it's this yes. like classic shitbag heel stuff where he's not addressing that he easily, t- you know, e- regardless of if he kicked out. Like Moxley, and, and it says Moxley, too. This is, oh, my God, pro wrestling is great. It's so great. And people are so dumb about it. Moxley, he knows that he kicked out. You know what I mean? Moxley doesn't wait for the bell. Moxley goes, no, 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 this fucker kicked out, so I'm going to put him in my move. And yes. we'll Ospreay tapped out.
1: In kayfabe, you mean, like right. the Moxley character. Yes,
2: yeah. yes. J- John yeah. Moxley, the wrestler, knows, yeah. okay, he kicked out. I'm good. I'll put him in the chokehold. I better choke him. Yeah, yeah. right, right. It's like Because the it classic... all happens so fast. Right, right, right. It's like the th- one of my favorite tropes in wrestling. People don't do it anymore. They used to do it in Japan all the time where like the one two three would happen and Noki was classic about doing this too the one two three would happen and then he'd get up and start like keep attacking the guy and they're like no 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 yeah. Noki it's over yeah yeah <laughs> like the one two three, and he, you know he's still fighting no 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 I still got it I, I got it it's like yeah. no no it's over buddy it's over but like it's a fight like, you know what lo- I mean
1: you know like a modern MMA guy who gets knocked out briefly and loses and then wakes up and thinks the fight is still happening yeah right 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 and the ref has to attack yeah because you're in a <laughs> like, fight like speed.
2: you don't you can't just let that go all of a sudden you don't hear one two three and go okay well I'm out of a fight now I'm good like to Moxley hey this guy kicked out cool Put him in my lock and I got it and and yeah, Will has the the legit gripe that he kicked out, but then he also has the shitbag heel part where yeah, but you fucking tapped out second, two seconds later, so like it doesn't really matter that you kicked out, yeah. but that you know that doesn't matter.
1: But this continues that story right, exactly and where he yeah. could be a, a whiny fucking shitbag crybaby, but you know, but unf- and, it's, and it should anger you in kayfabe that like he has a legitimate gripe that oh fuck he did kick it. This guy's right, but we all saw him get choked out. So it was a brilliant finish. I mean, it's fantastic, especially if there are politics involved. And Tony Khan said, none of my guys are losing because, Rich, by the way, AEW went undefeated on this show.
2: <laughs> they did do pretty well. Yeah, they, they, uh, they, so, they, they clean up a lot lately uh, on these uh, joint shows. So.
1: Because they have the high ground. It's <laughs> yep. like, listen, why should he allow any of his wrestlers to lose on indie shows? That's why they win all their indie matches. And on a show like this, they threw their weight around. And – A.W. wrestlers went undefeated on a New Japan show, which is why I'm saying, you know, when when the when the Forbidden Door show happens, I'm not so sure if you're getting, say, six matches that are interpromotional that you're going to get three and three. I don't know how Tony Khan's mood is going to be when he sits down at that table. He's got the high ground. If he wants to bully them and say, no, I'm winning four matches and the main event. What can New Japan do? What can they say? They don't have the high ground here. They would have had it in 2019. They would have had Tony by the balls. But he's doing them a favor now. They're the ones losing market share in America. He don't have to do this with them. What does AEW gain out of it? More fan service. More making fans happy. More podcasts like this throwing roses at them for putting together this amazing joint show. And that's the stuff I believe that has helped them build their company. That's what Tony's getting out of it. And New Japan is so far behind now that he doesn't consider him a threat. It's why he let Kenny Omega go to Impact for six months. Who cares? They're not catching us. So that's the same idea here. So, you know, AEW going 4-0 on this show, people should keep that in the back of their minds when Forbidden Door rolls around. I'm not saying they're going to clean sweep them, okay? But New Japan really doesn't have any power here. You know, they're lucky to be there, in all honesty. so. um, that's what was interesting about some of these finishes. But yeah, great match, brilliant finish. Um, and I would love to see these guys wrestle again. And oh by the way, Rich, twenty minutes. We didn't go forty minutes.
2: Yeah, nice and tidy forty minute or twenty minutes. I loved it. Yeah. And
1: did you feel cheated at all? No, hell
2: no. God. You always say that. And it's like, no, you've never been to a wrestling show. Like nobody wants to, you, there are certain times when forty minutes works, but yeah, not 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 this time.
1: So I had terrible streaming experience, obviously. How was this match? Was this match over in the building?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, crazy over, crazy, crazy, crazy over. I I, I think Will was very over uh, in that crowd, and Moxley's an absolute god in this this building. So Moxley's over everywhere. Please. Yeah, Moxley's just. I would say that I think Ishii and Suzuki probably got a little higher than than, than Moxley and Osprey did, but towards the finish of Moxley Osprey, like some of the control periods of Moxley Osprey, people were, were into it. They were into the high spots, but then by the last five minutes or whatever this was molten hot for for, for Moxley and osprey yeah. so and, and and deservedly so like it was a molten hot match and it built perfectly like that as well so yeah I, I thought it was ri- in the building people way over it uh, you know as the sh- as it went on and then the finish kind of deflated a lot of people. Uh, unfortunately, as we pointed out there, people that clearly show that they have not been watching the New Japan Cup, yeah. and, and you know, I can't totally blame them, but... Um, no, I can't
1: kill people if they haven't been keeping up, but that's that's why the finish came right, off flat. Right, right, right. Like,
2: I was I like, mean, oh, yeah, it makes all the sense. And I had people being like, what was it, what was that all? Like, the guys next to me were like, oh, what happened? And I had to explain to, like, four or five people what, you know, what had exactly happened or whatever, and then saw on Twitter a bunch of people saying, oh, what a flat finish. Oh, it looked like shit. It's like, no, it was exactly the what finish that they wanted. Exactly the correct finish, but... Um, Let me tell
1: you something if this were three years ago, that finish would have got over because people would have been watching. Exactly. exactly, And and that tells you kind of, you know, due to the pandemic, largely uh, listen, it's, it, you can't deny the pandemic had a, had a factor in that. It's not just mere the mere existence of AEW. Do I think there's people who used to be diehard, watch every show, new Japan fans who don't anymore because AEW has taken that time. And uh, yeah, of course there is. Yeah. I mean, um, but there's also the pandemic. Really, like for someone like you, you stopped watching New Japan shows during the pandemic, you know, except the big ones that you had to watch for this show, which you would have blown off if you weren't doing this show. Right,
2: but yeah, I used and to be they're... every every single week, every I mean, multiple times a week, every single yeah. show that made tape I was watching.
1: Yeah, and people, there's a lot of people, as proof by this crowd that weren't so. Uh, I guess we should go through the rest of this though. We're running short
2: on time. Yeah. So. so Ishii and Suzuki. I mean, just fucking tremendous. Like they they played the hits. It was exactly what you thought Ishii and Suzuki was going to be. But this audience and myself and everybody just ate it up because I think this was. I mean, it was the hits, but it was also like I thought it was really good. I mean, it was it was the best of these two guys. Like really, I mean, Suzuki. You can kind of. He's kind of become sort of a meme in, in a lot of ways, especially a lot of his American r- matches are just kind of the same thing. Makes funny faces, do, does all the things. But I think this one, I mean, they've been they built this one too, and they did a great job of building this through other, you know, New Japan Cup and building this through the New Japan and USA shows, building it up through the WrestleMania weekend show or whatever. So this had some actual stakes to it, and these guys wrestled like this was a, a grudge match or that this match had some additional stakes to it. So I I, I was very impressed. This way, way over-delivered what I thought it was going to be. And, and it probably shouldn't have. It's Ishii and Suzuki. I probably should have expected it. To be great, but I think it was even better than I thought. I was I was four and a quarter, really close to going four and a half with it. I liked it just a little bit less than Moxley and Osprey, but not very far off.
1: I went four and a quarter. I thought it was great. I thought Ishii in particular, his selling was phenomenal. It always is, but he was really great here. And I'm kind of over Minoru Suzuki doing chop battles with everybody on the indies on every indie show. Like I'm tired of the Suzuki indie match. So I really wasn't looking forward to this, and it. It's like oh yeah I forgot he's really great
2: Yeah (laughs) yeah. when he needs to When he knows that it's a big moment he knows it's an important moment Yeah he can be fucking tremendous
1: Yeah I mean you know He does all these indies and gets paid an exorbitant Amount of money and I don't blame him at all And he gets in there with people Who are just in awe of him and they want to have The Suzuki chop battle and they want to eat the Gotch, And every match is the same right And I'm really tired of them I don't even seek them out Anymore like, I don't even go out of my way to watch the Ishii Indy, the, the uh, Suzuki, not Ishii, the Suzuki indie matches. And then this, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is right. Of course, this is, you know, this is fucking phenomenal. And Ishii was great. So, yeah. Uh, look, this was a really good show. As far as a wrestling show goes, I mean, you know, this was, you know, every bit as good as a lot of the shows happening in Japan right now. Because the top two were so good. And the rest of the stuff was strong.
2: Uh, So quickly, I'll go over the rest of it, just so we can get onto uh, some of our other uh, topics. So, like I said, I did not see the dark match. That was Rocky Romero and Wheeler Utah defeating Kevin Knight and DKC. So, okay, so so that one appeared on the stream. You were able to see that.
1: Uh, Kevin Knight. Um, wait, did I see that?
2: So I thought it was dark, but I don't know if they they may have aired it. I have no clue. Like again, I I didn't get there in time to to see that. So,
1: I'm trying to think. Um. Maybe I didn't see that. I don't know. Who cares? Let's talk about the rest well, of the, the Well, so the
2: first uh, match, and this one I missed, I, I saw maybe one second of, even though it's it went 11 minutes and 56 seconds. I saw one second of that, so 11 minutes and 55 seconds I did not see. Uh, but it was Aaron Solo, Nick Rodo and QT Marshall defeating Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks, and Yuya Uemura. Uh, so I can't say because, again, I saw one second, but uh, I don't know. Was it good? Uh,
1: yeah, and this was the first match where we an AEW... Where the AW side won. Um,
2: I heard Marshall it, was like stalling for as much time as humanly possible at the beginning of this. So. This
1: had no commentary. This match had no commentary. Okay. If you watched, if you watched live, it had no commentary. And then when I watched later, it had like really spotty commentary that didn't match up with the audio with the video. So you know they they got it in on the replay, but it was still a mess. Um. The match itself was, you know, it was exactly what it looks like on paper. It was, you know, everybody worked hard. I was surprised by the finish, but the feud is continuing. The Carl Fredericks QT Marshall feud is is going to continue on some of these American shows. So, All
2: right, and so then I saw everything after this. So the uh, first match I was in the building for, Alex Coughlin, Chris Dickinson, Fred Rosser, Josh Alexander, and Ren Rita defeating Team Filthy, Black Tiger, Danny Limelight, Jarrell Nelson, J.R. Kratos. And Royce Isaacs. So I think Team Filthy is awesome. They're just great ship egg heels. Everybody plays their role perfectly, except Black Tiger. Black Tiger is awful. What are we doing with this Black Tiger thing?
1: Black Tiger. If I were Ricky Reyes and I was given an opportunity to take the Black Tiger gimmick,
2: are you, are you ruining Christmas or is everybody aware of that?
1: I uh, who cares?
2: Okay. I would. He's Ricky Reyes, but yes,
1: I would go to the gym, maybe get in a modicum of shape.
2: Good, good first step. Yeah
1: work harder than I ever have worked in my life. And I would try to get booked in best of the super juniors and reinvigorate my career. He's done the, that's one op- way. I was
2: going to say that's one way. That's not the way he chose. Unfortunately. I mean,
1: there's other people in this match who would probably love to have that gimmick Jerrell Nelson, Danny limelight, red, Narita would all make fine black tigers and would probably relish in the opportunity, let alone a number of other wrestlers they have in their system who, you know, young lions ready for a push. We talked about Kevin Knight, who would probably love to take on this gimmick and go to Japan and work super juniors and feud with Tiger Mask. You know, this guy is in awful shape, no effort, barely bumped. It's it's amazing to me. This is an opportunity that you're getting because your buddy runs the thing, okay? And you don't take advantage of it at all. I mean, I, I just think it's embarrassing. I mean, I know Rocky Romero's his pal, but, you know, if he wasn't, I wouldn't book him anymore. I mean, it's just it's just a total lack of effort. and it's, An insulting level of lack of effort. You know, I'm thinking about it. I don't think I saw that opener. I was thinking of, because Rocky Romero worked the opener of the uh, WrestleMania weekend.
2: Oh, okay. So you're mixing the two up, maybe. I,
1: I think so, because I'm looking at that match, and um, I don't remember seeing the DKC because Rocky Romero lost to Renderita uh, at Lone Star shootout in the opener. And I know I saw that. I don't think I saw this opener. Um but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um Rocky lost to Renderita in Dallas, right? I'm oh, not
2: okay. Uh deep in the show yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah, I don't
1: remember. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's the match I'm thinking of. Um but anyway, yeah, Ricky Reyes is a, a
2: Yeah, that is a disgrace. It's just not because everybody else is, like, solid as fuck. I mean, Coglin is is great. Dickinson is... Chris Dickinson, are you fucking kidding me? Fred Rosser is just a revelation in in New Japan. He's great. Josh Alexander is one of the best wrestlers in the world, like, one of the most underrated wrestlers in the world. And Ren Narita, I mean, he kind of got lost in the shuffle here, and, and I'm not sure what the in the long term of 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 render is, but he's fine he's a perfectly solid roster member limelight is good i think jarell nelson is just an awesome shitbag heel jared Kratos jumps off the screen and royce isaacs is like a perfect replacement level like wrestler you know i mean just exactly always in the right place like just a classic roster guy like a depth roster guy and i mean that in a good way i don't mean that in like a demeaning way but you need guys like royce isaacs and then there's black tiger it's just like man everybody else is just fucking great and it's just yeah here's, here's black tiger um, so then we had the uh, a little bit of the uh, the Heyman special. Maybe a few of these matches went a little long because we went right into uh, the New Japan strong openweight title match. Tom Lawler defeating Yuji Nagata 13 minutes and 57 seconds. I will admit I was a little disappointed by this match. I thought it was going to be a little bit better. But that's probably on me more so than on these guys. Uh, Nagata just, I mean, he's not that anymore. You know what I mean? Nagata's not that dude anymore. That, a couple years ago, he was still capable of a couple times a year having a great, great, great match. Uh, I, I guess it was. Why was I expecting Yuji Nagata to, to to turn back time and have this incredible match in like the, you know, middle of a random New Japan of America show? That's on me. But I, I thought it was solid, but not 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 that great.
1: Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I guess I liked it more than you did because um, you seemed pretty down on it. But I don't know necessarily if it was. I mean, your impression was Nagata didn't want to go all out here in this spot. My thing is,
2: I really like Tom Lawler. I was waiting for the armbar. I didn't even do the armbar.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're you're right. I mean, I think Lawler, who I really like, is still a little spotty. I think he could be a little spotty, uh, but I, I en- but I enjoyed this match. I think Tom Lawler. Let me put it to you this way: If I were Japan, if I were New Japan, I would 100% bring Tom Lawler to Japan. Okay, I. Th- but I think he is ahead on personality and charisma, and a little behind sometimes with the work he can have great matches. I've seen him have great matches on strong, but he also has matches where I'm left a little empty, but, um, but I, I did like this one well enough.
2: Uh, then we had United Empire, Aaron Hernari, great Ocon, Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis, and TJP uh, versus the bullet club team of Chris Bay, Doc Ellis, El Fantasmo, Hiko Leo, Carl Anderson, and the newest member of the bullet club. We were wondering if he was going to be an official member of the bullet club and they made sure tell you this man is an official member of the bullet club now it is scott flash norton
1: i liked seeing chris bay to me it's like he's a really bullet club now right because he worked bullet club on a new japan show yeah you know that it's like it's not just this weird impact thing like he's really a bullet club he fits the tone too
2: he comes out with a swagger and stuff it works yeah it it definitely does a good job yeah
1: yeah he's someone who you know they saw someone with some Potential and and some upside, and they got their claws into them. It's it's a nice. I'm telling you, they're gonna have a loaded roster. I mean, I've talked about it a million times. Um, you know, I you know, it's a 12 man tag. You know, you'd like to see some of these United Empire guys kind of do their own thing, but there's limited spots on the show. But it was good to see United Empire all together for like maybe like the first time. Yeah, like yeah. The they all whole-
2: came out and one and you're like, man, what a unit this is. <laughs> like, as is, every really guy crazy. is coming out, yeah. you're like, whoa, this is an embarrassment of riches. And, and I will say in the building, I don't know if it came across on the on the on the fight stream, uh, but the stars of this match were Fletcher and Davis. There was a lot, it was a classic, like nobody knew who these guys were. Like me and like seven other people were aware of who these guys were, but by the end of the show. At uh, the end of this match in particular, people were just like, whoa, these guys are fucking tremendous. Like, that, uh, the people in my row, uh, people I was sitting by, everybody was just like, whoa, who are those guys? <laughs> like, how do I watch more? Where are they from? I, I've never heard of those guys before, but I need to see more from them. And I was like, yeah, these, these dudes are, are great. And, yeah, they've had just tremendous matches uh, in the look, past. But, yeah.
1: Look, great. Osprey's a top guy. He's been a world champion. Ocon's push is coming. They put the tag titles on Ocon and Cobb. Cobb got the big push in G1, so they've got him in that upper mid-card spot firmly. Ocon is there now, too, and he's going to get a push beyond that of Cobb next year. Fletcher and Davis are going to come to Japan.
2: I will say real quick, Ocon way over, too, because the stuff he does outside of the ring as the match is going on, I mean, this dude just gets it.
1: I was going to ask you about that after I – because – there were cosplayers of O'Connor.
2: Yeah, yeah, he was super over. He didn't do much in this match. I don't think he took an L bump. He's got to, yeah. maybe Togi McAfee. Hey, he learn from Togi. <laughs> hey, yeah, absolutely. So, hey, pal, you're taking the fall, no? Are you getting the win? No. <laughs> don't do ah, shit, man. Like, stuck out. <laughs> <Right>. 12 <laughs> men, blend in. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, no, he yeah. did. But yeah, anytime he was outside of the ring, I mean, he was shit-talking the crowd. He was hyping other guys up. Like he, he's He's great. I mean, charisma-wise... This dude's exploding yes. with it. He's just got confidence it's- and charisma that you can't teach.
1: This is what people don't get. Like, if you're not into his in-ring, I ha- I like his in-ring. He's unique. I like, but that's one thing. This guy has a a, 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 a tangible charisma. Right. We're
2: going to talk about a guy later that might have better in-ring, but has none of the it factor whatsoever that, that, that O'Conn has.
1: Yeah. And, and O'Conn, it's like he connects with people. You know, and now in Japan he's bringing that proclamation from the police department. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah. To the to the he's matches. The yeah, he's the best. Like
1: he connects with people. He there's a there's a crowd connection there with him. And that's so important. And I do think his unique working style will work to his advantage. We're
2: gonna be right about this guy. Mm-hmm. Oh I no, 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 for sure. No, no. We're and, right. We're right, we're right now. It's not we're gonna be. We yeah. are right now. No, we're, I, gonna, yeah, I, we're gonna be very right in a, in a little bit. Sure. you
1: don't even see really that the detractors anymore cuz i think people are like yeah you know he's not my cup of tea but he's clearly going to be a guy um so yeah you know it's uh and you know and and now tjp with with the francesca akira over there now they even have a junior tag team for the unit as well so it's now really a complete and full unit i mean they've got everything
2: uh, and then we had a six-man tag, Chicago Street Fight, which I think just ended a few minutes ago. Uh, Finn Juice, David Finley and Juice Robinson and Brody King uh, versus TMDK, Jonah, Shane Haste, and Bad Dude Tito. I, I think this was done well, but God damn it did not need to go 24 minutes.
1: This was a rough watch on stream because they're fighting in like corners of the building. Cameramen can't no, get I there. Couldn't, we couldn't see it either. I, 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 so I, I, didn't, yeah, I saw
2: 4% of this match because nothing happened in front of me at all
1: yeah so i mean i don't know it's just a it was a rough watch so i guess you had the same experience yeah i'm done with plunder
2: too i'm I'm an anti-plunder guy at this point so uh, i don't know yeah i mean i I think it was there was a point where i was like hey this is a pretty good plunder match this is kind of good and then they went like eight more minutes after that and i was like all right (laughs) let's go let's let's cut to the chase here but i don't know if it appeared on uh, the stream but juice robinson very much waving to the crowd thank you thank you goodbye thank you thank you bowing you Mm -hmm. know all that sort of stuff so yeah he he definitely playing up that, that this is it for him so
1: yeah, he'll be back at some point. Like, That's I don't true. mean necessarily to New Japan, but he'll be back somewhere, whether it's New Japan or somewhere else. Uh, Finley could hit the bricks too, to be honest. I, I've had enough of him. Yeah, too. yeah. He just overstayed his welcome. You know, I you know, if he pops up somewhere else, I'll give him a shot. But uh, I don't know. He don't need to be here anymore.
2: Uh, then we had the U.S. of J. Open Challenge Series with uh, Jay White coming out. He says, "Okay, who am I going to face?" we cut to the back, we see John Moxley, and everybody goes, oh, and everybody thinks, you know, and, and nobody thinks it's John Moxley, but I will say, credits to yeah. the crowd, they knew it was it was to Umino at this point, as yeah. uh, he walks up and goes, shooter, you're up, or whatever. Yeah. Then, yeah, It was cool as fuck. And then, uh, the only problem is, the bell has to ring for uh, old uh, Umino, man. I don't know, dude. This guy, whatever bandwagon there was, if there was a bandwagon, I am as far off as I could possibly be off on this guy.
1: You know, if people thought he was kind of flavorless here and not so great. Man, don't watch those rev Pro. Yeah. Matches.
2: Oh, I was going to say, yeah. He, if you, yeah, he's better he, than he was in ref pro. <laughs>
1: I'll tell you that. And he, but... and he is getting back into form a bit. Oh, I mean, he, he was...
2: He's in good shape again. He's, in, but yeah. dude just yeah. does it. Where's the, Let's go. Come on, it. man. Like, let's get some juice. Yeah. Let's go. You're the babyface here, man. You're the, you're, you're, returning, you're debuting, you're doing whatever. Let's go. Let's get a little juice. Let's get a little fire, man. Come on. Like
1: showed a little fire at the end, right before he got hit with the switchblade. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's look again, I've seen them even worse than this. Cause I watch all the rev pro. I, I'm a rev pro pervert and I, you know, I watch everything they upload. So, I mean, I've seen worse out of him since his return from the pandemic, but he's coming around, but I can't sit here and tell you that this was any kind of dynamic performance that made me think that they got to get this guy on the first flight to Japan to challenge Okada. I mean, there's a ways to go with him still Um, at somewhere along the line. He lost his confidence and fans sniff that out immediately. You cannot hide that. You can't hide it. Sure, there, there, was,
2: there was a point in this match, and I, I hate to call this guy because this is a very subtle thing, but it's it's all about confidence. He, there was a spot that he was doing, and I think he had Jay White in the corner, and he was, like, punching him and punching him and punching him. And then he, like, looked at the crowd, and nobody made any reaction. And he kind of looked up again, he had this weird reaction. Like, it, it's it was so impossible to describe, and I wish I could find the exact clip and to see if I could find it on fight. But it was just, like, a look of, like, why aren't you guys cheering? Like, what's going on here? It was, like, the least amount of confidence you've ever seen. It wasn't, like, Shota Umino, the the wrestler. You know what I mean? It was, like, the human being being, like, oh, man, no one's cheering for me. <laughs> like, you know, type of thing. It was a really weird look. I can't describe it, but it's total lack of confidence. It, it, it's I know the look. Trust me. As somebody who had horribly lacks confidence, I know that look. I've done that look before. Trust me. I'm well aware of what that look is. But it was that look. Like, it was a weird sort of, like, look towards the crowd in, in not a wrestler. Way, but in like a, in in an in insecure way, and yeah, you it's just compare him to Okan, who owns the fucking room. The second that guy walks in, he owns a room. If, even if he's not in the match, even if he's one of twelve dudes, that guy owns a fucking room. Umino was here in a singles match, and like he didn't look like he cared. The fans didn't care. It's just got a lot of work to go, and I, I'm I'm a little worried here. We're getting we're getting pretty uh, the stuff that you. It, you know, stuff that you can't teach, like, he doesn't have that yet, and that's, that's, I'm really, really worried about, about Umino, long term, so. Yeah. Uh, And then Ishii and Suzuki we talked about, and uh, Moxley and Osprey we talked about as well, so, otherwise, really, really good show, though, overall. Uh, I enjoyed it, Um, and definitely, uh, yeah, that show in DC looks like it's gonna get real, real good, too. Uh, We'll talk about that as we get a little bit closer, but uh, New Japan of America, uh, really stepping it up so far uh, this year, so. um,
1: Yeah, the DC show shaping up um and is is a good looking show as well so um look in ring is never going to be the problem you know people that bother with new japan strong enjoy it um i used to watch it every week i don't have time anymore so i catch it every now and then or when people wreck things but um i guess we could add kushida to the pile of people who will return to new japan when when they get back on their feet you want to just do kushida right now and and uh, yeah
2: let's 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 do that so yeah obviously um he fightful was the first to report this because is no longer with WWE he, uh, his deal with the company expired he was moved to the alumni section of the website and uh yeah we had a little bit of insight in terms of what's next or you know some some ideas of you know what was going on in, in WWE with him what had gone on previously in New Japan Pro Wrestling with him that is all available at FlagshipPatreon.com. Uh, patreon.com slash voices of wrestling you have some exclusive details on that but uh, as far as we know right now Kushida is done with WWE and now he's on to whatever is next and uh, yeah I think there's a lot of options for him out there
1: uh, yeah but you know as we reported behind the paywall we had some exclusive bits on Kushida it sure seems like New Japan's going to be the destination because I mean he's already pitching ideas right right, right. so uh, and for $5 rich you can read all about those ideas uh but yeah so we we have the pitches that he made um uh, you know to uh, uh to the uh the booking team to Giotto specifically um from what i was told and you know there he wants to do some different things you know he was uh unhappy at the end of that WWE run it doesn't take a genius to Could figure out blame the, him. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't love jacket time and the comedy stuff oh no and, and
2: he was, oh. Man.
1: He was more than happy to leave. I mean, I, I don't think they were going to re-sign him anyway. But um, you know, he was more than happy to just exit stage left anyway. And, and um, you know, it looks like New Japan will be the destination. But listen, he's technically a free agent. He can pop up anywhere he That's wants. I mean, and he's
2: got a lot of places that would, you know, obviously everywhere in Japan would willingly take him. I mean, money yeah. wise, is going to be, you know, eliminate most people. But you know, Noah would be an interesting one. I think it's not an impossible. And there's that X coming up in Noah that I think a lot of people are. Are, are, yeah. are wondering if, hey, maybe is he filling that spot? Is it someone else, whoever? And, and that's cool. I like that. I like the idea that we don't know for sure. I would assume New Japan is the destination, but, I mean, yeah, there's, there's you know. Even if he's doing one-offs at places. Right, I mean. right. I actually that, Honestly, that would probably be my favorite thing for him is to say, yeah, I'm with you guys, I'm down, but, you know, let me do Gleed for a little bit. Let me do, you know, Dragon Gate one time if I can. Let me do, you know, Noah uh, if I could. Let me kind of bounce around a little bit, and then I'm in. Then I'm all the way in, you know, but... Yeah, let me, let me do some of these fun things real quick and, and, and you know, test the waters, face people I've never faced before, you know, wrestling places I've never wrestled in before, uh, and then uh, then we'll move forward, you know, after that. So I, I think that's probably, that'd be a cool way to do it, but he might just want to say, hey, let's just lock it in and, and, and move forward. I mean, I'm not I'm a little old now, you know, I don't have time to be fucking around, so let's just get right to it, so we'll see.
1: Yeah, um, you know, but if he does end up back in new japan you know i think they could use it's funny because he was so he, he it was so tired with him during the last run where the junior title was basically always built around him. He would lose it, then they'd build him back up to win it again, and he would lose it. They'd build him back, and we didn't even want to see him as a junior anymore. And we were like, you know, it's, I remember being happy he was leaving. Like I, I remember, yeah. Oh
2: no, I I didn't. I I don't think we. I mean, if go back, I don't think we crushed him for going to WWE. I think we were like, look, dude, no. try something else. Like this, you're, you're yeah. spinning your wheels here. Clearly, they have no other ideas for you. You're kind of in this no man's land. Like they couldn't. We're de-
1: tired of you, right? Like, like they
2: couldn't really push him that much because it's like you know. Yeah, He wasn't old enough to be like, you know, a classic junior, you know, he he wasn't juice under Liger and tiger mask. Like he wasn't there yet. I think we even made this exact comparison that he's in this weird no man's land where it's like, all right, we got the next generation ready to go and you're still kind of here, but we're not ready to make you tiger mask yet. So like, what the hell do we do? And I think the best move for him to was to, you know, seek out other alternatives and if WWE was going to come calling, you know, I can't kill him for it. And, and, you know, as we, you know, you report on the, on the, on the paywall, like, you know, there were other guys that everyone at the time, and Kushida smartly was like, eh, let me go, but you should not go. You should definitely stay here, and I think that's uh, some pretty fun insight. But no, he was the perfect guy to take that risk, even if we all kind of knew that this was going to be the end result of it all.
1: And it's just funny because now that he <laughs> is apparently headed back, I feel like he's going to freshen it up.
2: Oh, wait, yeah, like I'm excited. Years. Yeah, I can't wait to see him in there. Again.
1: And, and this circles back to an argument we make all the time. Movement is good movement is good. This is a guy that was staler than fucking croutons. When is that is that a good enough ana- is that is that
2: a uh, good? Uh, yeah, I mean I, they're they're by definition stale bread, so yeah.
1: I think I just invented that. That's a good. I'm going to use that more. I'm going to try to make that happen. Please staler do that. than yeah, croutons.
2: make that one happen, yeah.
1: This guy was staler than fucking croutons to the point where we were like, "Yeah, go to fucking 205 live. Please." Now we're like, "Oh, he's going to be a welcome fresh fresh air to this junior division." So um, you know, he wanted to be a heavyweight last time, and they were like, that's not going to work for us. I still don't think that'll work for them this time around. He's just too small. He's just too small, and he doesn't have that overwhelming star charisma that you need to overcome size if you're going to be a heavyweight. You know, he just doesn't have it. Zack Sabre Jr. at least had the height. Tomohiro Ishii had the weight, right? Um, Will Ospreay bulked up. And has the height and the size anyway. Kushida is way too slight of frame and is not – does not have superstar charisma. So I don't think they will do – they will ever make him a heavyweight.
2: Right, yeah. He's like what? Like 5'9", 5'10", I would say.
1: Maybe shorter than that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Tanahashi's 5'9".
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah, and he's definitely shorter than Tanahashi, yeah.
1: He's probably like 5'5", or something. Somewhere 5'6". And he's not – he's very slight of builds. He's just not – you know, he he's not even a guy I think that could add weight. Right, and even if he, I
2: mean, yeah, you don't want him, you know, bulking up bulking too much. Up. Yeah, and it'd be like it, no, it, it'd look ridiculous because it's not his frame. It'd look un, 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 unnatural too for him to do. Like, it. Like,
1: look so. at Taiichi now as a heavyweight. He fits. You know, he's got the size. Like all these examples I'm giving of people who were once juniors and they're now heavyweights. He's never going to be able to match no, their weight gains, no, no, no. and and I don't think he has the the proper charisma to be like a Naito type who. Probably, if he dropped 15 pounds, you could buy him as a junior at his size. But he has overwhelming superstar charisma, so of course you're going to want him to be a heavyweight.
2: Hiromu eventually could be. Oh yeah, yeah. A he, he, I've always said he'll he'll define. He, he he he's positionless in a way, like you know people use it for basketball all the time. Positionless, like weight classes will not matter for Hiromu because he's just no. fucking Hiromu. You know what but I mean? for, like, for, yeah. for
1: Kushida, that's a barrier.
2: Yeah, right, right. So.
1: You know, and and, and, you know, he does have designs on being a heavyweight again, but I don't think they're ever going to do it. So he gave it a shot. Um, there's even a tidbit in the story that he kind of knew he wasn't going to make it there, but he had to, he had to find out he found out. And, um, you know, so now he's on his way back. We'll see if he makes some pit stops along the way. Um. Like I, I agree with you. I hope he does. I think it'd be fun and interesting if he just popped up on Dynamite one week to do a job to somebody, or you know, popped up as the X in Noah and did a one-off or whatever the case. I, I think that'd be a lot of fun. So we'll see. But ultimately, I think he's going to end up back in New Japan.
2: I did too. Yeah, that's that's. He didn't probably... leave on
1: bad terms. And no, no, no. He, yeah, know, yeah,
2: yeah, and and, and like yeah, he, he got the press conference, the teary-eyed press conference. the you know, and yeah. and yeah, leaving on left on good terms, and 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 hopefully you'll you know, welcomed with open arms and I'm with you. I, I think it'd be a nice jolt uh, to the junior division to have him back in there. But uh, yeah, as mentioned, so we have exclusive news about a uh, uh, Kushida and it is leaving of WWE, what happened in new Japan, all that other stuff, pitches that he's doing. That is all available uh, at flagship And then again, like he was the central figure in the piece that I wrote as well uh, about uh the portrayal of, you know, male Japanese wrestlers in WWE over history. And it's uh, not great. It's uh, pretty, pretty bad. So yeah, we all knew that this is how it was going to go with Kushida. Like we all knew that this was going to be the end result, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's still pretty damning to kind of look at the entire history of it and go, my God, like what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, with, with all the guys, and this dates back to, I, I, it goes as far back as Akira Maeda, all the way from, from Akira Maeda to Shinsuke Nakamura to Kushida to, to Jiro to Hakushi to everybody in between, your Kenzos, and the, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Cosmos, Sakamoto's, all, just all the way down the line. Takumi is every single one of them, Kai and Tai, uh, and it's, it's not been great, uh, the portrayal of Japanese men in WWE. So this is, uh, unfortunately, Kushida, yet another guy that, that kind of fell into the exact same trap. Happen time and time again. All right, let's get to our final uh topic here. This is an interesting one. We uh touched on this last June when it came down, but this is uh an end to the GCW independent wrestling TV IWTV lawsuit. Uh, we finally have a settlement began in June, as we said, uh, that's when the lawsuit was filed. IWTV filed against GCW, alleging a breach of contract. Uh, IWTV and GCW had agreed in March of 2020, uh, that IWTV was going to produce film and distribute GCW events. Uh, in December of 2020, GCW requested to be let out of that contract. And when they weren't let out of that contract, they just kind of kept running shows. So between December 2020 and May 2021, uh, they ran 36 shows on Fight TV. So IWTV said, well, uh, you were supposed to run those shows on our platform. We were supposed to be in charge of those shows. Uh, so we are, are, are filing a lawsuit uh, seeking $500,000 in revenue loss, uh, as well as just kind of the win that, hey, look, you breached the contract. We had a contract. We had a handshake deal. We had a, a written deal, uh, a written contract. You guys... Wanted to get let out of it, didn't get let out of it, and then just decided, fuck it, we're not adhering to the contract anymore. Uh, so that was the, uh, the the beginning of the lawsuit there. Uh, so we got statements from both companies. I'm not going to read the entire statements here, but I think there's some pretty uh, uh, interesting parts in, in, in who thought they won what and, and whatnot and and how different websites were kind of handling this as well. So we'll start with GCW, who was out of the gates immediately. I think before the, the, the announcement of the lawsuit, being subtle, even came out GCW had uh, some reports out there uh, on different websites and different platforms, but well,
1: um... okay. So they put their statement out and like literally 10 minutes later, some major news sites had exclusive stories on the settlement, which means they fed the news sites before yeah. they put their statement out and had it all perfectly timed. So this was, uh, you know, very typical, uh, uh, PR type move that they pulled
2: here. Yeah, right, right. Noth- nothing, you know, out of line. It's just that, you know, exactly That's what you what would do.
1: you do. do. I yeah. mean, yeah, y- right.
2: Get out ahead of so it. So
1: you get your statement out and you make sure that all the new sites have your side of the story too. So. Right. right. Uh, and all and the posts came
2: out with here's GSW's thing, IWTV has yet to be reached, or IWTV has yet right. to put their statement out. Because <laughs> IWTV then went, Oh fuck shit, we gotta get a statement out of there. Uh and then they got it at like, you know, five hours later. But by that point, every news site had already, you know, hey, here's what said. All the Apple reports we've
1: yeah. reached out to IWTV for comment. Well, the reason they haven't gotten back to you yet is because you already had Game Changer side in the holster and you just reached out to IWTV, so they haven't had time. But yeah, Correct. IWTV then put out their own statement and um and anyway, so so
0: anyway, go
2: ahead. So we'll start with GCW. This, Game Changer Wrestling is pleased to announce that we have come to terms on a settlement agreement with IWTV that brings an end to litigation between the parties. This agreement represents a significant milestone for GCW, but most importantly serves as a victory for independent, all caps, wrestling, and its fans. This agreement also <laughs> affirms our long-held belief that GCW is the sole owner, all caps, of our extended library, which includes all Game Changer Wrestling, Jersey Championship Wrestling, and and LA Fight events. This is important not just for GCW, but for all independent wrestling promotions across the United States and abroad as we all navigate the ever-changing landscape of professional wrestling. Further, this agreement removes obstacles that had previously limited our ability to capitalize on our content and clears the way for us to move forward with ambitious plans to, quote, change the game in 2022 and beyond. Most importantly, the summit allows us to focus all of our efforts and resources on what matters, producing and delivering the best product possible for our rapidly growing and global fan base so they had some other stuff right there but um i will uh real quick i'll jump ahead here a little bit uh, as part of this arrangement uh gcw will provide IW- iwtv with quote the settlement series a series of eight live events spanning the course of the next year we look forward to announcing dates and details on those events in the coming weeks so uh I'll get to IWTV because that kind of explains a little bit more about the settlement series and what's going on there. So IWTV said, IWTV is pleased to announce that it has settled its lawsuit with Game Changer Wrestling. Uh, The settlement verifies IWTV's contention that GCW should be held accountable to the agreement which they had previously signed with IWTV. The lawsuit was never over ownership of the video footage, as IWTV partners can attest. The IWTV agreements clearly state that the promotions retain all rights, title, and interest. To the programs rather well, that's than that's interesting yeah well
1: that's interesting because that runs counter to what game changer's saying right
2: game changer's saying they have obstacles in the way that their exact thing is this agreement removes obstacles that have previously limited our ability to capitalize on our content and clears the way for us to move forward with ambitious yeah plans. the
1: deal you signed to air your shows here and then you decided not to that that's your obstacle right Anyway, I have my own opinions on this, but go ahead.
2: But yeah, I, I, I do as well. Uh, rather than continue to waste time and money and legal fees, uh, which could have been better spent on boosting independent wrestling and our independent wrestling partner promotions, IWTV has agreed to accept a series of eight GCW live events, which will be shown exclusively on IWTV, as well as distributed on DVD and BR via Smart Mark video. I had no idea they were on Bleacher Report, Smart Mark video, whatever. An- anyway. Uh, but anyway, with this distinction finally removed, we now look forward to years of streaming the best independent wrestling from our partner promotion. So and then they plug
1: and they plug their shows. Yeah, and then said, week.
2: Oh, by the way, we have a lot of stuff streaming this week. Um, so here's the here's the links.
1: Hey, pro so. wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> um look, they weren't going to get five hundred thousand dollars. I you know look, I, I i don't know their books obviously, but I find it very hard to believe that game changer wrestling was generating that kind of income for IWTV. But when you file these kinds of lawsuits, you shoot for the moon and then aim for a settlement. And that's what happened here. So Instead of going through these court proceedings, which were going to cost everybody money, and obviously you're not going to get five hundred thousand dollars, obviously Game Changer was in the wrong because uh, they agreed in the settlement to give IWTV eight more shows, and you know whatever the terms of the original agreement were, whether it was eight more shows that they owed them, probably more than that, IWTV agreed to those terms, and they'll just settle things here. They'll take the eight shows, and the the big key here is. They're taking the eight shows royalty free. In other words, IWTV doesn't have to pay Game Changer. They're not going to be paying Game Changer any money for these eight shows. That tells you again that somewhere along the way Game Changer broke a contract. Right. Okay. So, uh, you know, maybe the concession here was less shows than the contract originally called for or less amount of time than the con, but they're giving them eight shows and they're giving them to them royalty-free because obviously this uh at the negotiation table it was agreed upon that game changer owed IWTV something. So this is the concession. Eight shows royalty free. We drop we stop – we drop the lawsuit. We're not gonna sue you for five hundred thousand dollars now. If you give us these shows royalty free, game changer agrees. Um and you know, obviously. Also, Smart Mark is involved here, so the Smart Mark. So obviously, again, Smart Mark has must have had ironclad rights to distribute these shows via DVD and streaming as well, because that's part of the settlement. So, um, look, when you make settlements like this, you know it's it's not so much did one side clean up on the other; it's both sides kind of just getting out of the mess. But it sure reads to me like. IWTV got the better end of this or would have gotten the better end of this in court. Uh, Game Changer rushing to get their messaging across as quickly as possible to make sure that their messaging was seen first. Going to the news sites to make sure uh, that their side was given out first is also kind of a tip off to that as well. Um, So that's kind of my read on the situation. But after these eight shows, it'll be behind everyone. I talked to someone that would know and I asked, "Hey, you know, could Game Changer sandbag these shows? Could they just give them eight shitty Jersey Championship Wrestling shows with garbage cards and shitty main events?" Right? Because
2: and- a lot of people kind of made that illusion, and like, okay, yeah, fine, they've agreed to settle this, but. What is it saying that GCW can't just fuck off and say, "Hey, we we think these shows yeah. are stupid. These shows are dumb. We're being, we're doing them for no, you know, like you said, royalty free. Like, and they they readily admit that that's yeah. been readily admitted. It, like, there's no. I mean, it's already called the settlement series, so it's already kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, what's yeah. stopping GCW from from saying, "Yeah, we'll give you shows, but they're gonna be the dog shit shows. We don't care. We're not gonna promote them. And you'll get them. You'll have them on IWTV, but we're not gonna put any muscle behind them. We're not gonna put any sort of booking behind them. And you wouldn't like." <laughs> like, that's not what I would do, but, like, I could, I mean, you just got done with litigation through these guys, and, and your agreement is you're going to produce shows for them, it's not a, it wouldn't be impossible to, to believe that GCW would just say, fuck it, give them the worst shows they could possibly give them, that'll, that'll learn them, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not surprised by that, but but apparently that's not the case.
1: Well, they also say, in the Game Changer statement, it says litigation was a last resort. They're not the ones who filed the lawsuit. <laughs> What are they talking about? Like, you, you, as a small business, our resources are not unlimited. Litigation was a last resort, but a necessary step. No, you got sued. Like, what are you talking about? They, they asked for five hundred thousand dollars in damages. So uh, that right there doesn't make much sense. And they're bragging about you know our long-held belief that we're the sole owner caps of our extended library. And then meanwhile, Smart Mark is distributing these HOs. So it's like. What are you talking about? Like your statement has so many holes in it. You know, it's like, um, you know, so I I don't know. uh, To me, it seems like they had to make a lot of concessions here to get out of being sued. And they did. And it's the big old mess. And now it's over. But to to finish the point I was making, uh, you know, I did talk to someone who would kind of know. And they weren't concerned with that because. You know, I, I asked flat out whether IWTV – like, if I were IWTV at that table, I would have said, look, I want these eight shows, but Nick Gage has to be on them or Matt Cardona has to be on them right? or right. your world title has to be on them, Cologne has to be – whatever. Or one of whatever our guys has to
2: be in the room with you or we get final sure. approval on the match bookings or something like that. Yeah,
1: Yeah, we approve the shows or here's the list of names and you have to have at least two of these names on each show, something to, to guarantee that they're not being sandbagged. But I was told that they have reason to believe they won't be, um, which gave me the impression that there's, you know, no specific deal in place to ensure it. And, um, you know, the other thing is IWTV never had the rights to stuff like Spring Break, Bloodsport, the biggest of the biggest shows to begin with. So, you know, it's not like, you know, they could have the rug pulled out. on Like they never had the rights to those anyway. So it was that was never part of the original agreement. So they think that they're gonna get legitimate shows. And and if you read the two statements, it's it it, it it's not obvious it's not like laid out explicitly, but it's not necessarily going to be chronological shows. It's eight shows titled the settlement series. So that also tells you that maybe there's some sort of agreement in place to where, you know, it can't just be some shitty LA fights or you can't burn them off with sort right, of it says a series of or... eight
2: live events spanning the course of the next year so it's not like yes. they're going to say alright guys in June let's just run three straight shows from the showboat and then the next week we'll come back and do three more and then we'll just get the shit done with all in June and July and then we'll move on with this like over the course of the year leads me to believe that, that, that yeah it, it will be spread out a little bit yeah
1: so maybe there is some sort of deal like I alluded to in place I don't know I just you know got the impression that there wasn't but that's that that's settled. And these two entities will be completely done with each other. Um, once those eight shows take place and uh, we could all move on from that. So,
2: Absolutely. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, before we, yeah.
1: before we finish up, I know we're, what do we got? Like five minutes or uh, something?
2: We got, yeah, we got three, three, three or four minutes, but yeah, go ahead.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to approach this. Um, Is Aita versus Hayata. The worst sumo hall main event in the history of pro wrestling. Did you see that or no? I did not. Okay. So Noah is running back to back sumo hall shows uh-huh. on the 29th and the 30th. Okay. The main event of the first show is for the GHC junior title, Ata against Hayata. That's the main event of this sumo hall show.
2: I'm trying to think of, like, other... I'm sure there's got to be a worse one in history, right? The semi-main
1: event is Katoge and Yohei against Yoshinari Ogawa and Chris Ridgeway. I mean, these are perfectly fine matches if they're, like, fourth and fifth. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is... Now, listen. Noah's bringing in a lot of names. Third from the top is Dragon Bane versus Alpha Wolf versus Ninja Mac.
0: Oh.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Sumo Hall. Noah versus Z Bratz. Harada, Alejandro, and Juta Miyawaki versus Shun Skywalker, SP Kento, and Hyo. They're bringing Sh- Extreme Tiger in, a name I haven't heard since like 2010. Extreme Tiger against Saiki Yoshioka. Uh, loser ring name stripping match between Heyo and Neo. <laughs> Nosawa, Tejano Jr., and Super Crazy versus Tarasuke uh, Jimmy O'Hara, and Suji Kondo. Katero Suzuki versus Yuya Susumu. Slex, the business, versus Yasutaka Yano. And the opener is Akudu Hidaka versus Kai Fujimura.
2: Have you seen the that, shape, my man? Have you seen my shape, the man uh, Slex, the business is in?
1: Slex is literally the business. Yeah,
2: He's I'm an, I'm right a, I'm not a body guy. I'm an effort guy, but my man is putting in some effort. I am all in on, on the business, Slex. So.
1: Rich, I get you're getting deals on these buildings. I understand that you're running back-to-back nights. Maybe this is an experiment. And I, I, so
2: I'm feverishly looking up every major event that's happened in, in Sumo Hall. And uh, I will tell you, I'm in 2019. And so far, I think I uh, could safely say that uh, yatta and uh, and Ata is the worst. Uh, I did find I did find a WWE live in Sumo Hall. Uh, okay. AJ Styles, Braun Strowman, and Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre pretty bad.
1: That's a better match than A to Hayata. That's a better okay. main event.
2: All right. I'll keep going. I'll keep going.
1: It's a better main event. I mean, you got AJ Styles. I mean, Drew McIntyre wasn't, wasn't really a star yet. Um, but that's a bad one. It's Baron Corbin. It's not good. Um, but come on, that's a forget just the main events. That is that is an awful. It's <laughs> a,
2: a very unbecoming of a sumo hall. Yeah.
1: I mean, I like the new names and everything, and and mixing it up. I'll watch the shows, but my God, what's that going to draw?
2: Yeah, It's I got have no limited idea.
1: capacity too, right? They're going to put over or under fifteen hundred. Probably under, right? I'll give you some context. Hold on. Yeah. what are we Zero got? one. What did zero one do? Let's see. Zero one did. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know what they did because they claimed thirty five hundred, but if you look... <laughs> there wasn't thirty five hundred at build.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe we can't really trust uh, Japanese uh, attendances. I don't yeah. even think
1: Night Two is great. It's 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 Iron Head versus Shiozaki for the title main event. And Takashi Sagara and Hideki Suzuki defending the tag belts against Kanoa and Nakajima, and then you have Marufuji and X, which we talked about, versus Kato Kiyomiya and Yoshuki Ishimura uh, Inamura, Inamura. K- t- k- kiyomiya and Inamura. You know who I'm talking about?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's, I'm, that's I'm feverishly it. looking here, and I'm having a hell of a time finding it. I thought I thought I had one because I was like, oh, this. I'm each Fuji, uh, 20th anniversary. I, I, I remember that not being like, and then I remembered, oh, yeah, no, that match fucking rocked. It was Mira Fuji versus Atami, and it ruled. Yeah. Remember that? And that was a great show. Yeah, so not, that's not it. This um, is also
1: the show where Elgin returns. He faces Masa Kitamiya. And you know who Masakatsu Funaki is defending the national title against on this second of back to back sumo? Oh, match it's
2: someone's hair. Terror- I forget who it is, but someone's stupid.
1: Rich, it's Simon Gotch. <sighs> Again. <laughs> I don't mind bringing the new names in.
2: <laughs> oh, but I got I got it. I found it. I found it. I found it. You ready? All right. right Inokism 2 on uh, December okay, 21st, little- 2017. Uh, capacity 7,000 in Sumo Hall for this. Uh, Wait,
1: 2017 you yeah, said?
2: 2017. Oh, God. I don't even remember okay. this happening. I have no recollection of this happening whatsoever. Well, what's this mean? Uh, your main event is Scott Norton versus something called Peter Aritz.
1: Oh, Peter air Yeah, he's a uh, kickboxer. Okay. That is in 2017?
2: <laughs>
1: yes.
2: This looks like the worst show. Ham- the 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 third from the top is Hammerstone. <laughs> yes, that Hammerstone yeah. versus yeah. Montana Sylvia. The no, c- that's
1: Giant that's Giant Silva. Is that
2: Giant Silva? Oh my yeah, god, that is spelled the first Silva.
1: name? That's Giant Silva.
2: Uh, ooh, I don't Silver, know. Right? I don't think it's it is it. Giant Silva. It's M O N T A N H uh, A A Silva. I don't think it's Giant Silva. Maybe I'm wrong. No, it's an it's it's the Amazon Goliath is his nickname. He looks uh, like okay. he kind of yeah, he's a big right. dude. But uh, guy. Okay, yeah.
1: what's what's Giant Silva's first name? I think it's something similar. Giant anyway.
2: Silva's first name is. This is important information that we need to get to. Paulo. Cesar oh, or De, Silva. De Silva, yeah, because he's Brazilian.
1: So, yeah. You're right. Paulo De Silva. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's a pretty bad name. <laughs> hey, uh, it, it had people
2: in Sumo Hall for a very believable um
1: yeah, nobody's buying that.
2: Uh, <laughs> Scott Norton versus Peter, who is it? Arariz?
1: Scott Norton in twenty seventeen. <laughs>
2: hey, yeah. That can't have it. That had to be really brutal.
1: God. Um
2: So there you go, it could be worse. If these
1: these two shows were combined, it wouldn't be that bad. (laughs) I mean, it really look. I'm interested in the shows, honestly. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's interesting with all these new names, and but man, you were really pushing the limits in that building with a show like like that that first one. I don't even think the second one is great from a you know perspective of drawing fans. No, yeah, no, no, no. Fujita has never, you know, like. Anyway, we don't need to do this again, but, um, extreme tiger in <laughs> 2020, yeah. 2022. I haven't man? seen that guy in years. Yeah. Let me
2: see what extreme tiger is. I
1: used too. to love that guy. Yeah,
2: like Tell rocks.
1: 2008. Yeah. Has he even been working?
2: Uh, he, he was on USA versus the world. Uh, you remember that? He, he was Tam with Bandito. I right?
1: Watched that show and I don't remember. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Uh,
2: yeah. He's been doing some AAA. He's been doing Baja Stars USA, of course. <laughs> you know Baja Stars USA. Um, yeah, MLW, I guess. Right? Yeah, he's been doing a little MLW. A little. Uh, yeah, he's
1: back in the mix, I guess.
2: I guess, yeah. Twenty
1: twenty two, but like he was just straight Mexican Indies before that. Yeah.
2: Right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm scrolling here, and it's like, yeah, yeah it's it's some pretty deep cut, like.
1: So he's back in the mix. Your Baja right.
2: Stars, your crashes, your LLTs, your G 21 whatever the fuck that is. He's
1: gotta be in his forties by now, right?
2: I would yeah, he's oh, he's gotta be. Yeah, because you're like you're saying you watched him in, you know, twenty uh per forty one years old is what I got here.
1: Sounds about right.
2: For extreme tiger. So uh
1: Lucha you guys though you never know. It's like, "Ah, oh, he's 31. He's been wrestling 20 years." So, <laughs> right, you know? right,
2: right. Yeah, yeah, sure, Tiger's um, been wrestling since, you know, 1992, <laughs> but he's only, you know, 41 yeah. years old. Yeah. He made his debut in 2003 apparently. So, uh Yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. Extreme Tiger. So
1: But that those Noah show lineups, man.
2: That's pretty brutal. Yeah, and it's it's Yeah, it, it's a problem I mean, with they're fun looking, but Yeah, I mean, it's with like the buildings. Draw, and, come on. It's a problem with the buildings and like we've we've entered this period where like people should just be smarter about it, but you do get people that are like I don't know. I mean, Noah's running, you know, Tokyo Dome or Noah's running Sumo Hall. And it's like, yeah, but it, it's not really it Sumo Hall. Anything. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not actually. New Japan ran double the amount of Tokyo domes last year. It doesn't mean that they're, you know, that yeah. business, they're just getting these buildings for cut rates. And
1: so they could, yeah, so they could sell as many tickets as possible. Right, right. No just call like it, it no is. Them.
2: It's fine. Like, it's okay. We all know yeah. the score. We all know the game, but like, yeah, just calm down. Like, we don't need Well,
1: hopefully it'll all end soon because yeah. Japan is really starting to loosen up in a mm-hmm, lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And you know we can go back to Hayata not main eventing Sumo. (laughs) Right, thank God. Can we just go back to that, please? But um, only only reserve
2: Sumo halls for for Scott Norton and uh, and uh... (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin. So anyway all right that is it for this episode of the flagship podcast again support our sponsor hellofresh hellofresh.com slash vow 16 use the promo code vow 16 uh flagship patreon.com for all of the content we said uh joe's rant about the casual fan that is up on the uh, all price tiers so for as low as one dollar you can get that all of their other writing is available for ten dollars uh so including the um some of the other scoops and the Kushida piece that I rent, uh, that was all on a $10 tier. All the additional audio we do is on the $5 tier live shows on the $10, including instant reactions, including the flagship live and all the other stuff is available at flagshippatreon.com. So uh, that's it flagship uh, uh, voice, of wrestling podcast network as well. We are proud members of that and plenty of great shows on that network uh, as well. Uh, Voices wrestling.com for also event coverage and columns and all the other. All right, that is it for us. So for Joe Lanza, I'm rich.